When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. If you're in search of a little escapism, legendary storyteller LeVar Burton is back with all new episodes of LeVar Burton Reads. Each week, LeVar blends immersive soundscapes and his unmatched narration style to fantasy, mystery, and sci-fi stories from famous authors like Octavia Butler, Neil Gaiman, what? and Ray Bradbury. Oh my God. Asante's excited. Yes. Your daily life will seem light years away. I'm really excited about this. You can yes. hear new episodes of LeVar Burton Reads every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen. Happy reading. We love you, LeVar. Yes. LeVar Burton. <laughs> He's a reading man. <laughs> Texas can be complicated. With tax reform affecting virtually everyone this year, they feel even messier than usual. But don't stress, no one knows tax reform better than H&R Block. With offices open early and late, it's easy to get your taxes done and your maximum refund in your pocket. Walk in, make an appointment, or simply drop off your documents. Down to the last minute, Block has your back. Learn more at hrblock.com. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. Don't start your shit. Are you gonna start your shit today? Are you? Girl! (laughs) Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Are you? Once again, I want to keep the uh, tradition going. It, it is technically still Women's History Month. Close <laughs> okay, enough. I it's hear adjacent. That. Women's History Month adjacent. So, oh, yeah. what else is the embodiment of women's history other than a little girl? So, I felt like that was the perfect <laughs> thing to bring to the forefront this week. And once again, out of the mouths of babes, we learn our greatest lessons. This young queen <laughs> threw the boomerang of conversation back on whoever that was that asked her if she was going to start her shit today, which didn't. You know, its nature is a ridiculous enough question, but the little girl wanted to teach a lesson to her in empathy and putting yourself in another person's shoes, okay, and understanding their position. So she asked her a simple question, two words. Are, Are you? you? <laughs> People, learn how to put yourself in someone else's shoes. If they ask you a stupid question, you ask it right back to them. <laughs> so now y'all standing in the same boat and you can just help each other rise. Once again, our you is the hashtag this week. You know what this reminds me of? <laughs> what it reminds you of? My little cousin Natasha when she was little. I think she had to be like four. Mm-hmm. My aunt came to the room and the room was messed up, like hella messed up. And so she started, she was like getting ready to reprimand her and punish her. And my little cousin goes, did you see <laughs> me do it? <laughs> Yo, I, just, I never laughed so hard. Okay. Because she didn't see her do it. <laughs> not she was guilty. Like, did you? Yes. And my aunt was like, that's not what I said. She's like, no, did you see <laughs> me do it? Bless her heart. Not guilty. Wow. Y'all got to feel my me. My aunt had mad. no argument wow. for it. 
She had no argument. She couldn't even punish her. I was wow. like, that's gangster. I wish you could have wow. recorded that for the clip of the week. <laughs> we you need to be that. a lawyer. Are you? Bring her in so we can do a live clip of the week. <laughs> <laughs> we need that. She's at Brown now. She's grown. Yes. Oh, even better. That means she really know how to channel her inner child. <laughs> Brown, you know, that's Ivy League. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and with those things being said, it's time for the QTNAs, which are questions that need answers. And they are also, okay, Questions that niggas is asking. Let's line them up, y'all. Question one. Which one of y'all said that the real reason that Kenya Moore and NeNe Leakes are in a bitter feud is because at Cynthia Bailey's Seagram Escapes premiere party, NeNe said that a then-pregnant Kenya was going to have a buffalo. And what they didn't show on Bravo, she really did that. She did. A buffalo. She did. And what they didn't show on Bravo was Greg Leakes' mean ass then look up at NeNe and say, you just had buffalo wings, Hefa. <laughs> and everybody busted out laughing. So that's why they, you know, that's why Nene really mad at Kenya. Is that really what it is? That what said it? Who said it? All right. <laughs> Question two, okay? <laughs> Which one of y'all said that serial father, Nevadius Future Wilborn, oh my God. was chosen as the campaign model for Justin Timberlake's new Levi's collaboration? And then immediately released after he arrived on set because he saw the clothes and said, ain't nobody wearing them plaid clothes and big ass jeans, man. Wheezy out of here. And then walked off the set. Is that true? Which one of y'all said it? I, I want to know who said it. I, nah, Weezy right out of here. It's shit. <laughs> right. It's the evil world okay. we live in. <laughs> I'm so happy. You found happiness. Okay. Oh Question three. And it's the last one. Are the recent reports, in fact, true? Now, I want to know if this happened, y'all, okay? Oh, Lord. At the recent Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards, Instagramma Bernice Burgos, okay? <laughs> oh, God. That's amazing. She was walking back to her seat. <laughs> that's amazing. Y'all welcome. <laughs> y'all welcome. Oh, my okay. God. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I hate you so, so Bernice much. was walking back to her seat <laughs> at the Kids' Choice Awards <laughs> with her grandbaby. It's the grandma. <laughs> at the same time oh, that T.I. and Tiny's nanny was carrying Eris Harris back to her seat, okay? And when they passed each other, Eris said, Bith. <laughs> <laughs> Is it true? <laughs> That's all I want to know. With that being said, and most importantly, oh understood, <laughs> I'd like to welcome everybody to the Friend Zone, which is your weekly look at all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Uh, because who in the hell wants a musty brain? I know I don't. Hi, guys. Hi. I'm ready hey, to get out of here. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. You have a black business for us this week. I huh? mean, I have definitely got a black business for us this week. Uh, I had the pleasure of being in Detroit this weekend, and I found so many black jewels. Yes. Uh, one of which I want to shine up and put in the forefront today. So I'm going to do just that by letting you all know about the tax experts. Okay, so this is specifically going out to all Michiganders, especially if you're in Detroit. If you haven't filed your taxes yet, you can go meet Annetta Powell and Ricardo uh, and the rest of the team at the tax experts at 4213 East Seven Mile Road in Detroit. And you can let them get you the maximum refund possible. There's lots of people that work in the automotive industry in Detroit. I know how them checks roll. It's that season. Okay, so get your business affairs in order. Going over to the tax experts, you can visit that location or you can give them a call at 313 313- 
893-9777 today and they'll hook you up. So it's the tax experts in Detroit. Black, they black owned. <laughs> they black owned. I want to thank you guys too before we move on for the love you showed. Uh, the black business. You hear me, black <laughs> that's business. That's what it is. It's the black Woo! business. Black business. That's, that's, to that's jump it. Out. <laughs> the black business of the week. <laughs> From last week, which was Ayana the Oracle, she sent us a picture of mm-hmm. the orders. You guys saw yes. that? It was like I just shipping on out. Baby. I just love her. She's even expanding her company. She was um, asking people to submit resumes and whoever wants, whoever lives in the ATL area. So actually, if you're interested and you want to help her, she had a call out for uh, packaging. I think graphic design. It was like a list she made on her Twitter. So definitely check it out. And I also wanted to retract. Because I said it was a dot com, but it was a dot co. Mm-hmm. So it's creative with no e at the end. Holistic dot co, and that's the website. And then her at is Ayana with one n, the Oracle on Twitter. But thank you guys for showing love. I'm so proud of us when we get down like that. Shout out to happy. the Oracle. Shout out to the Oracle. Yes. I don't know if I'm supposed to do like this. I don't know what I'm <laughs> supposed to do. Like what kind of gesture to a company that with? But shout out to the Oracle. But also before we jump in, Dustin, you yeah. must tell us about the master of I was ceremony. Say, tell us why you was in Thank Detroit. you guys. I, I was I was so blessed to be uh, part of the 45th annual Nesby conference this weekend. Um, I was the master of ceremonies for their Golden Torch Awards. It's a yeah, huge deal. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Um, it's cool to do work that you're proud of after you finish it. So I, I definitely was proud of that work. Um, it was a crowd of 15,000 people. So it's the biggest crowd I've ever had to manage the energy of. Yeah. Wow. Um, so biggest the biggest yet. crowd yet. Mm-hmm. So this was a milestone for me. Um, celebrating black excellence in engineering is something that was near and dear to my heart. I'm from Michigan. So my dad worked in the automotive industry for my whole damn life. Yeah. So um, black excellence in that field is very, very uh, important to me, especially to highlight it. So this is the gig of a lifetime. I've now hosted an award show um, and I know how that experience feels. I'm very, very excited about what's next. Um, and I want to give a couple of shout outs connected to that experience, um, <clears throat> specifically Cynthia and Elena, two um, very smart young women who work with Nesby and were integral to my uh, connection to this event. Um, also, there's a couple of really cool black podcasts that I discovered while I was there. So, of course, you know, we yeah. like to spread the love here. So I just want to tell you about a couple of them. Um, the first one is She Too STEM, and that's T-O-O STEM. It's hosted by Alana and Jessica and Kayla, and it's candid conversations about black women and their experiences in the STEM and tech world. Oh, Dope, right? Subscribe. Hell yeah. Yep, it's on all the platforms and iHeartRadio. The second one I want to mention is Mental Matters, uh, hosted by Jarrell and Richard, and it's dedicated to black men helping redefine man up properly with all that comes with it. And jerk chicken. That's their joke. Okay. So uh, it's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, websites coming. Um, there's another one called the East Side Engineer about black girls from the East Side in engineering. Yes. Dope. And the final one is Unicorns Are Real which I thought you guys would appreciate. Uh, sounds like I'd be a part of that one. <laughs> and and um, when I asked the young lady who, I, as a matter of fact, I'm not even going to tell you about it. Just go look up the podcast, Unicorns Are Real. You'll be delighted. So shout oh. out to just all those young black uh, college students who were just running shit, um, created and produced this this uh, super efficient award show. I was so impressed by their work. It was just black excellence all around. So thank you so much, Nesby, for the opportunity. 
Um, and yeah, it was great. I love Very it. Dumb. Congratulations, Thank Justin. You. First of Thank all, you, you so look much. stunning. Thank you, friend. I love that blue suit. <laughs> Thank you, friend. Very handsome people were tagging me like, look at Dustin. Friend, <laughs> you'd be so proud if you were here. He's killing it. Yeah. I was like, I wish I Thank was you, there. Friend. I really wish we could have been there. Yeah. Thank you. I that would have been so yeah. important. But I, I mean, it's all good, next though. time, next time. It's right? all good. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Dream job. So I'm good. And let's... Let's see how that's a testament to the fact that before we stepped into 2019, we were talking about what we wanted 2019 to look like and feel like and what we saw ourselves doing. Dustin definitely talked about hosting. Yeah. Remember, that was like one of the first things you said you were hoping to get into this year. Yeah. And it's only April 1st. I'm very excited. I, I feel like I said, it's good to do work and be proud of it on the other side. So I'm very proud of my work this weekend with Nesby. We celebrate you. you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I love y'all. We love you. All right, enough of this here shit. (laughs) (laughs) Happy spring. Yeah. Finally. Damn. Shout out to sneezing and watery eyes that cometh. Oh. I'm over here dying, y'all. I low-key do miss all the pollen in the South that used to just be on everybody's cars. You wake up and the cars are lime green. Hell yeah. You know, I used to I didn't like that about Atlanta. I used to love going like to the car wash on like a Saturday or Sunday, blasting music and washing the cars and shit. Because I was that type of nigga. But like (laughs) I loved when the Holland was covering people's cars because you got to see who was really about their shit. Nuh-uh. Yes, yes. So they was like, oh, you know, it's supposed to rain, so I'm going to lead in. Then that shit just be watered on your car. Was, mm. But Dead. yes, I Meanwhile, I'm looking like Taraji Henson hiding behind that car of the empire because <laughs> I can't be around that damn pilot. I literally be risking my life every day when I walk outside. What do you take for so it? Me and where living, huh? What do you take for <laughs> uh, it? Yeah. Um, and my time. That's what I take <laughs> for it. Word. I just have to. Like, I can't breathe. You and XD. I know XD yeah, he gets it really bad. Too, yeah. Remember how I was scratching my nose last mm-hmm. week? Yeah, you've seen this with your own eyes. Oh. I can't take it. Damn, I'm sorry that that happens to you. I know. I just got to thank God that I don't got them allergies. And I hope I never develop because I heard, like, you know, as you get older, certain things just oh, start absolutely. to come in. Absolutely. I so never I had like, allergies in my life. And then last spring was the first time that I my eyes were itchy. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, why am I tearing up all day long? And my friend was like, that sounds like allergies, bitch. Oh. <laughs> She was like, welcome oh, to the club. No. I literally never dealt with it. But I mean, I guess, you know, your body changes Shit over happens. time. Shit yeah. happens. So on last week's episode Speaking titled. Shit happening. <laughs> <laughs> literally titled We Can't Be Friends. Sir Dustin took over the production and uh-huh. came up with an amazing topic where we discussed. Go ahead, Dustin. You take it We away. discussed friendship and how to manage the fallout of friendships as an adult. You know, it's a very complex situation and experience. And sometimes you can be left feeling a bit confused after the fallout. So uh, I, we just wanted to tap into that, see what you guys had experienced. And you had experienced a lots of shit. <laughs> so, Fran, <laughs> oh. what did you find in the ooh, internet streets ooh, this ooh, week? Ooh, ooh. So I dipped into the SoundCloud streets. And it was funny because literally everybody was like, trigger, trigger, trigger. <laughs> this is a, that was the key word. Um, so GG05 says, triggered. G-G. I've definitely been through this about four four times. Each situation was shocking and upsetting, but only one really hurt bad. In the end, it was clear that these quote-unquote friends were not as close as I thought. When I reached a level of happiness, the drama unfolded and the hate began. Hmm. Like Fran has said in the past, new levels, new devils. It's just sad that the devil has been standing next to you all along. Tears Hmm. dry up and the good memories will be in the archives. I'm grateful for these losses. Some relationships have to die in order for you to thrive. Dang. 
Thank you. I mean, real, real, and I, I, I can't speak today. I already see what kind of show it's going to be. Um, a lot of what we're jumping in today will kind of cover similar themes mm-hmm. in that one. So I'm excited that that was a, a comment that popped up today. Dustin, no, Asante, what about you? What did you find in the emails? Well, mine is pretty similar to that. I'm going to give a shout out to Miss Edwards. Um, I'm not sure if you wanted your name provided, but I see you're fairly young. Um, it says the subject here is alignment and it's losing my best friend. Mm. Hey, friend zone. I've been a faithful listener for so long. And this episode really. Thank you. Was really the message I needed to hear. My 19th birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, Happy Pisces. birthday. Happy birthday. 19 is a good birthday. Yeah, yes. you can drink in Canada at 19. So <laughs> go to Canada, bro. Okay. Um, my 19th birthday was March 9th, and I hosted a trap and paint party in which everyone was invited to, and nobody came. Not oh, even my man. best friends of 13 years. Mm. I told them how much that hurt my feelings, and they turned it on me and used not coming as an excuse to stop being my friend. It hurt my feelings so badly, especially because we live in the same dorm and share similar classes. I realized that our 13 years of friendship wasn't in vain, and instead of being bitter, I'll take it as a life lesson and move on. Thanks for being so great and helping me understand everything happens and ends for a reason. Best, Edwards. And that's exactly it. Beautiful. Everything happens, and it starts, and you know, you're happy, and there's a honeymoon phase and all that, and then you're trying to figure shit out. But then when things end, it, it's over for a reason. It's over and done, but the heartache lives on inside. So I just want to shout <laughs> oh that God, out. No, you did it. Hell yeah. Look, that was one of them songs that, <laughs> as we talk about, like, you know, morning breakups and stuff like that, that was one of them songs I used to just listen to, emotions taking me over, just because, you know, she used to get a little real emotional. But that's me over here. What about you, Dustin Ross? What have you found over there? Um, I want to give a shout out to Clark Kent at Loco Dolo, um, who said that he was fully on board with me and that school and life hits on a whole different level. It's one of the top five (laughs) Beyonce songs of all time. Now let him go clean his house. He accompanied that with a video of him dancing to school and life. I thought that that was amazing. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Divine Tonio, J.Antonio, who said, him at 1 a.m., what are you doing? And then this was his response. (laughs) It's a, it's a loop of Nicki Minaj damn saying, a bitch damn a bitch snoozing. <laughs> uh, damn a bitch snoozing. I thought that was hilarious. Final shout out. Uh, damn a bitch snoozing. <laughs> hilarious, right? <laughs> Final shout out goes to Hera J, H-E-E-R-A-H-J, who tweeted a video of two little girls dancing with baby dolls to Baby Shark and accompanied oh that video with a caption that says, they said, fuck them kids. Because the little <laughs> girls, once Baby Shark came on, they immediately tossed their baby dolls to the ground and ended up breaking it down, dancing to Baby That's Shark. They is. threw them baby dolls on the okay. ground. They so just shout out to the kids. Why did they do that? They and got it in. It's Baby but Shark. But it's funny because the one girl did it first. And, and then the other, other one was, was like, like, you know boom. what? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you're right. Let me put this baby down. <laughs> so yeah, those are the ones. that's what I wanted to talk about this here week in time. Okay. Yes. Well, I was telling the guys after last week's episode, which I absolutely loved because I love talking about feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, feelings. We've. It's funny because it's hard when you get into these these conversations. 
they're so layered and there's so many levels. And one thing that I notice happens, I don't know if it happens to you guys, Will, you listen back or maybe some more themes and layers will pop up and you'll be like, damn. I wish I would have said I wish I would have said yeah. that or we could have brought this up and it keeps happening. But the beauty of it is that we control the show <laughs> so we can have part twos and part threes and like we did for the intellectual property, which was just a wealth of information. Yes, We're so thankful you guys connected. Mm-hmm. But this one, mm-hmm. I was really thinking about it more and more after and a couple of the themes that we didn't hit on and I did see how it really hit a lot of people like we got an outpouring of emails and tweets and people that are currently going through the grieving process of losing friendships or friendships that have shifted and they don't exactly know how to approach it and they were really grateful to the different perspectives that we shared on this show and and you know whatever gems they could pull from our different ways of viewing our different perspectives on that. So I thought today we could expound on it a little bit. We're going to build it up and build (laughs) it up and build it up. And I told you guys already that I wanted to do a part two where we could get into some more themes over it. But then I was tweeting how, because this is how God works. I I got a random message um, that flashed across my brain. Do you ever get that? Just messages that'll just be like, boop, it'll just tell you to do something. So I got a message. Was it Rachel in the mirror? (laughs) It was the OA. (laughs) (laughs) And it said, um, cancel your audible. And I was like, that's so random. Why, you know, why is my body telling me to go cancel my audible? So I'm like, let me cancel my audible. That's the thing about me. I'm big on messages. I literally went straight to my computer. I was like, there's something here that I need to see. Go to quote unquote cancel my audible. But when I get there, a book suggestion popped up and I was like, I need to buy it because there's something in there that needs to be read and most likely shared, which is always what happens on this show with you guys. Soon as I press play, it was so connected to last week's episode. The timing of it is absolutely divine because why would I think to cancel my audible <laughs> yesterday? Yeah. You know what I mean? We're recording early. It's still fitting uh, within the time frame of us recording. So here's a quote that I pulled from it that I was like oh my god we have to have a part two of the show and then I hit you guys with how we could flesh that out so yeah we was like fuck it let's do it let's do it so (laughs) the author's name is Carolyn Mace and it's a book called the anatomy of the spirit uh oh yeah, I hear Dustin's like, I'm <laughs> jittering already. Give me a steak for my eyes because it's <laughs> finna be black. Go ahead. <laughs> so the quote that got me was, she says, from her point of view, becoming conscious means the capacity to make the journey from seeing through the illusions of your life to being able to interpret their internal symbolic meaning. When you take things literally, you're looking at things through only your five senses. From a perspective that says only what I'm looking at is all there is. And then you return to your interior self with all that data and you interpret the meaning of what you've just seen. And from that, you will interpret the significance of why everybody who was on the street was there. Why someone said what they said to you at work. And when that happens, you'll interpret it literally, but you'll generally start to lose your power if you leave it at that. Truth, however, is the ability to look at something, remain detached, and ask what is the symbolic meaning. That's how you progress towards the maturation of your consciousness. Ooh. 
Wow. <laughs> he, he done dropped the bottle. Okay, I felt that. <laughs> Drop the phone, honey. But wasn't that amazing? Yes. Like, for that to hit me right then and there, that's about at the 16 and 40 second minute mark, in case you guys want to catch that. But it was like it just hit like a brick because, first of all, it ties into that quote that I had mentioned maybe last week or the week before where I was like, instead of asking, why is this happening to me? Ask, what is this trying to tell Mm me? Mind you, never read this book, but that lets you know collectively, Mm -hmm. especially in the unconscious, these are um, laws and theories that are there. And it's up to you whether you align with them or not. And I just found that so profound because it just reminds you that friend. Here's another thing she said that I loved. It reminded me a lot of Haas, um, different things Haas has said on, on our retreat, mm-hmm. where it's like instead of viewing the friendship that you lost, right? One example she uses is someone who has jealousy problems. Like, you know it. You know what your issues are that you have to work on and figure out. So God, so the universe or whoever it is that you connect with, I don't want to give it any names. Right. The universe will bring you someone to be jealous of. That's your medicine. That's the medicine you need to be able to process the emotions that are coming up while you're working through that. So you have two roads. Stay there and be jealous and y'all just have a toxic friendship. <laughs> where Stay like, mad. You know, or you decide, okay. What's the symbolic nature of this dynamic? What am I supposed to be learning from this? I'm so jealous of this person. I have jealousy problems. You know, the universe is putting this in front of me. And she was like, envision the person literally turning around out of nowhere. Imagine one of your friends turning around and saying, God brought me here because I know exactly what you need to work on. (laughs) and viewing it as that being a gift. Like if this is your amusement park and you know what it made me think of, especially as a gamer, I'm not, I'm not like a big gamer, but I played Super Mario. I'm going to say you good with wig. (laughs) Now when we was playing Mario Kart, you was was wig. You was going now. She was like, you're getting good. (laughs) Yeah, I remember. But remember Super Mario because I think that's a relatable one. Super Mm -hmm. Mario 1. Yeah. When you first play, you just kind of hitting things around. You don't really know, you know, but then you die, right? Let's say you die because you like, oh, shit, I lost. I, I ran out of lives. Or you fall in between them pipes you were supposed to jump in. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you, but when you play again, now you know where the mushroom is. You know what I mean? You know mm-hmm. which, which um, what's the little plant that comes and eats you? The piranha yeah. plant. The little uh, yeah. piranha plant. You know how to avoid it or where, you know the timing of when it's going to pop up and mm-hmm. you kind of wait, you know? So, like how to get the mushrooms off How the to get it. So you you know where all the, the rewards are. Yeah. yeah. So it's similar to that. It's like you just have to understand that it's all in design. It's all been designed it's all been placed strategically and it's up to you, even with the deaths. That's why you're grieving. You know what I mean? You're literally grieving. And the biggest lesson I've learned that that's what I was like, oh, I wish we could have talked about that even before seeing this book. It's the grief because life is is not the same. It's not going to be as you know it. Mm. There's a death, of, like a literal death of you, of who you were of maybe some ideals you had, ideas of you had about yourself, you know, ideas you had about this person, and you feeling it in your body as a literal death. And I think that's why people get so stuck in that feeling as opposed to saying, what was the medicine that this dynamic of you being in my life brought to me? And how did I come out on the other side of it? Because that's to me, is 
the euphoria and the gift is there another there is another side absolutely mm. but have you crossed it have you seen it have you integrated it and have you used it to move forward in progression and maturation of your consciousness as caroline mace said Imagine how many people have never had this thought, but they think that they somebody else's damn karma or lesson. I mean, that too. Yeah. (laughs) But to like turn around on yourself and like look at the pieces that are in front of you and say like, you know, how does this affect me? As opposed to being like, I was here to give you hell. Like as opposed to being like, (laughs) damn, why the fuck did I fall down the stairs earlier today? My landlord called me, cursed me out. Like, why did all these things happen? And then you start to like bring it all into like. But it's a good point because I dated someone that viewed themselves this is where the danger comes in too when you date someone that understands these spiritual concepts they can actually use it against you Mm. and that's the danger too where it can become a manipulative tool even through it being a a natural law he knew this this concept i actually learned a lot of what i know from him and being with him so he would do terrible shit to me and then be like you called this in <laughs> wait exactly. a minute. Wait a minute. You called me in. Wait a I like this. this. Okay, wait. No, Go on, no. Come on. Keep talking. No, Keep going, Frank. No. Keep going. Keep going. No. You better not, Dustin. Uh, but you know what I mean? I know exactly. He'd be like, you have issues with trust. So God put me in your life to like essentially fuck you over so that you could learn how to process it. And so I would look at him at the time and be like, this can't be right. Like God didn't, God wouldn't do this, you know? Holy key. At the time I didn't understand and I would like give in to his. First of all, I feel seen. <laughs> okay. I don't know why, but I feel very seen. Cause it's just so real <laughs> and it sucks. I That's why now when I see. Um, certain dynamics where I'll see a narcissist that I know is brilliant and he knows these concepts kind of toying with people even women I've seen a lot of women I know that do it with men and it it aggravates me because I feel so triggered by it you know not triggered in the point that I'm like emotional but just some like ooh memories flashbacks you know like I don't like that people use something as beautiful as understanding this dynamic in people to to uh, to allow them to get away with yeah the to create yeah. A, a dynamic where you're almost agreeing to be abused because you think that through that enduring you're gonna learn a greater lesson mm-hmm. where it's like no this person's actually just really shitty and they're choosing not to be not shitty you know what i mean so mm-hmm. it's really intense all any of you listening please don't do that to people please that's just hell on right. earth figure out a different way to, to use it <laughs> To your advantage, just not that mean way. Because I like the idea. You know what I'm saying? It's it's the execution. (laughs) So here's what I ask the guys. When in your life, now in hindsight, and granted, we still are growing, we're still young, we still have a lot to process things that have happened, we still haven't even seen them in their 2020 clarity. Mm -hmm. But for the things that we feel we have seen and understood differently, have there been times in your life when in that moment, when it was happening in real time, it felt terrible, terrible. Like the dy- like in your body, you were grieving it. Like Dustin was saying last week, you couldn't see past it in that moment. But then years later, you processed it completely differently. And not only differently, but you've actually been able to use the data from what happened, integrate it and better yourself as a person. Do you have examples of when that's happened? Because I also think it's important for people to know that this is possible. I'm going to say like a wedding vow. 
I do. <laughs> Please share. So, um, so one of my very first professional experiences working in entertainment, right? Um, I was not treated justly by um, people involved with the project. Mm. I never got paid ever after signing a contract. Oh, shit. Um, completely got done dirty, like black, just blacked out after the project had run its course. And um, I was through finished performing my functions as far as like speaking on Q&A panels and um, really amplifying the project as best I could. It was as if I was completely shunned, like just blacked out by, you know, the powers that be related to this project. It was my, it was very, very like the earliest point in my professional career, which is still early if you ask me right now, but this is even earlier than right now. So, um, yeah, I just got done really dirty, but I, for some reason, I knew that it was critically important that I handle the fallout of that situation with some sort of dignity and also protect the information connected and and the information surrounding that, that event. Right. So I never shitted on the person's name. Um, I've never, you know, tweeted about it. Never. I don't even talk about it in like other circles that are, you know, relative to that industry. Um, I've just never spoken on it. I've seen the person who was single handedly responsible for this go on to do other things. Um, for a while I reached out, um, and after being, you know, not being responded to, uh, finally I got a response like a year later that just said that they needed to, uh, separate themselves from everyone connected to that project. And then we were supposed to do some other things. Nothing came to fruition and they have just vanished. So not only was I taught the lesson of, again, maintaining some sort of dignity and having a sense of decorum and how I move in these circles professionally, right? And the conversations I have, the people I share this with, I was very strategic with that. I haven't told anyone. And number two, I learned that people can just switch it up on you and you have to be prepared for that. Um, And you have to be very perceptive in how you use the momentum from projects to your advantage so that you can quickly move on to the next thing. I learned all these lessons through that and they're lessons that I've taken all the way until the current point that I'm at in my career. And I'm grateful for them because I've had experiences after that, that um, I've learned the value in being private, you know, in, in relation to having that experience. I learned the value in that and I was able to immediately process this thing make sure that it's handled appropriately and move on without any scandal, any sort of nastiness, anything attached. No threads on no Twitter. No threads, none of that. <laughs> no stink pieces. You know, it ain't my style. So, but I've been able to develop, quote unquote, my style because I had that awful, you know, dastardly experience <laughs> so early word. on in my career. Um, and like I said, it's been a, a continued process of education for me as I've seen this person who was responsible for this, like I said, move on and, and evolve in their career and be, you know, um, raised to different levels of success and, Oof, and all those things. The yeah. Where, I, where <laughs> opportunities, this is real. Cause like you could have fixed that by giving me another opportunity maybe or anything, but Boom. I learned not to have that expectation. It's really not even my concern. And I'm actually really happy for this person, you know, um, that they've been getting, you know, other opportunities. So I think is great. Um, but the funny thing is, right. Every single person connected to that project did went on to do well. 
Mm. All of the core people involved, myself and about four other people, we all went on to continue working and doing other things. And the other parties that the other powers that be rather kind of got quiet. And so um, I was happy to hear noise from them again at certain points, you know, in their own way and good for them. But again, I learned a sense of, I guess, professional decorum from this experience. And it's been invaluable to me and in in my progression. Amen. That's big. Yeah. Business lessons are powerful. I hate learning things the hard way. And I'm a firm believer that everybody doesn't have to learn things the hard way. Some motherfuckers, you can just tell, like, look, dog. Make Just sure you so do it. You know. Yeah, you yeah. know, and I will at this point in my life, I'll listen. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. So I don't think everybody has to learn things the hard way, but there is always value in every lesson that you do learn. So that's my experience. I actually don't have problems learning things the hard way. I'm mm-hmm. someone that kind of needs that. Really? God, don't don't start throwing me Jeez. lessons. Right. Like, do you? Okay. <laughs> but I need to feel it to mm-hmm. believe it. You know, I need to feel it to like see it. And then I'm like, oh, okay. You know, because also someone else's experience doesn't mean it's going to be mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why when someone think of it, when someone's like, yo, just so you know, don't fuck with so-and-so because they did this to me. But I'm sorry that happened to you, but that might very well not be who they are now Mm -hmm. or how me and that person are going to connect. You just never know. That's why you have to be careful about sharing those experiences sometimes because, like you just said, it may not be the same for the next person. At all. I don't feel like it's my duty to, when I see this other name attached to work or even attached to other people that I know and they start working together, I don't feel the need to warn anyone because I think that it was very circumstantial. Um, And like I I said as this person has evolved in their career I'm sure that those practices being that they're playing you know with major players now those types of things they can't happen when there's certain measures in place so it's not even my place to talk about it yeah. um, and like Fru Fru who I love <laughs> Fru Fru has a song called Let Go Let which is, Go let go. <laughs> I love that damn song. Why, why you for? Anyway, it's it's, it's on my it's a, one of my favorite songs to have sexual intercourse to. Oh my god! And, uh, <laughs> right, friend, right, right. <laughs> 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 no, but there's That's a lyric. The Ran on like, board. I too. <laughs> Rachel Doe's on like, hand. Oh my god! Oh my god! There's a lyric in that song where they say there's beauty in the breakdown, right? Yeah. There's beauty in the breakdown. Fru Fru taught me. So, hey. Amen. What about you, Asante? Um, It's like, where do you even start? I know, like. You gotta let go, let go. (laughs) Because I'm thinking about, like, like, even, like, my first kind of run in with dealing with this type of thing, I'm thinking about, like, in high school, maybe, um, I always take it back to this movie. Uh, damn, I lost the movie. I Heart Huckabees. You love I, that, I, movie. that movie. I, I love that movie. And there there you were so many. You in like the remake. For real. Like, I thought it was about them Jesus sandals white people be wearing. <laughs> I mean. I Heart Huckabees. Well, Tiva sandals stomping all I, I, over. No, <laughs> Albert Lee, he probably did on something. Um, so in the movie, you know, they're dealing with like nihilism and existentialism and all this extra bullshit, right? And uh, it, even, you know, when Martin, is it Martin? Which one was no, it? No, that's Dustin Hoffman. Home, Roscoe Jenkins. <laughs> even when Dustin Hoffman is like doing like the trash bag method, he's like zipping the dude up and like he's making him envision stuff. And uh, 
like then he slices it all away. Like he kind of like learns to clear his mind, like in a dark space or whatever. So I think about this movie where all this shit goes on, and then towards the end of the fucking movie, spoiler alert, you know, uh, Albert, the main character, learns that everything is nothing, pretty much like creation, destruction. Like it's, and then his enemy ends up being him. Like it was because he was a uh, opposite Jude Law, and it was so funny to like watch all this shit go down between these two white men, and like all the like shit happening there for just this white man to be like, damn, like. We the same. Like, you you a dick because of, you know, X, Y, and Z. And low-key, like, I be going through this shit because, you know, I'm like you in the aspect of I'm just trying to make it. Like, there were just so many, like, little gems in there of that aspect that, like, you know, I got and, like, that have stuck with me throughout my life. So uh, in school, because this was, like, one of the times I'd watched it, I remember going through, like, random little dramatic things. Because, you know, it's school. Like, I don't even remember the bullshit that was happening. Like, you know, gossip or whatever the fuck. Um, I just remember people like not being friends anymore that you knew were like super tight and people falling out for real. And then it's weird. Years later, you run into some of these same people and you don't feel any of that way at all. Like, Mm -hmm. like nothing is like all that stuff that you have for them at that point. Like it's not even there anymore. You don't give a fuck no more. Yeah. Like it's kind of like, why did like, you know, damn, like why did we even get along? But some of that is just that removal process of you just needing to be away from that person to realize that all that shit that you had wasn't even any of that. So I say all that to say, um, there was this friendship that I had. It was somebody that I was like working with back when I was in Atlanta. And like, when I tell you, we used to like hang out like tough, like to the point it was like kind of becoming a problem with some of my other friends. It was like, like I felt like I had like a new brother. Like it was so cool. But then one day, like they just stopped calling. Like, and so I, I would call them and they wouldn't call me back. So I was like, okay, they working, whatever. So then a couple of days would go by. And then like, I hear that this, per- this person stopped talking to me because I'm no value to them anymore. Like mm-hmm. I, I hear this through the grapevine and I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like that don't even sound right. Like this is not the person I know. And then like, I meet them and I see them with their new friend and I'm not trying to like be dramatic or anything. Cause in my mind, I remember thinking like, don't look crazy. Like y'all went together. Don't like do none of that stuff. And I remember being like, um, you know, I, we were super cool. So I just want to know like, what did I do? I didn't mean to offend you, blah, blah, blah. Cause I'm that type of nigga. Like, you know, if I ever did something wrong, like I'm, that's not yeah, my, like, like my bad. Clear the air. Man, do you know, that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And, and, <laughs> and, and low key. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, for real though. Low key. <laughs> I wish I would have been like that. Cause we in Lennox damn mall, <laughs> the gayest place in America. I love Lennox mall. <laughs> the gayest I mean, you can place fight in, in Lennox. Cause when the can... entrance to exit is, you can make it to the door before security comes. <laughs> we in gay ass Linux mall. I'm thinking I'm talking to someone about to reconcile a friendship or whatever. Do you know this nigga like straight up embarrassed me? Like he was like, he was like, first of all, you was too clingy and this, that, and the, like making me out to be like, I did all this stuff to them. And I was what? just like, like they made it out to be like, I was like too to whatever in our friendship and in my mind I was thinking like you was calling me like I was picking you up because I had my car da, da, da. but then I realized that the new friend had a new car and it was nicer like I learned all these things later on down the road and what type of person this was and after learning all that stuff I was like damn like I'm like that's why you left because I was like you didn't see where I was going because like I'm doing great now. Like, I'm doing really, really good. And because you didn't see how you could be doing great because the shit or ride the shit that I was riding in, you didn't see any value in that anymore. And I think it's odd because look at where I'm at now and like where I'm going. And to have somebody kind of like that, I feel like can be very dangerous and damaging. And living in Atlanta, like on some small shit, I didn't think about any of that like ever at the time. So that's why it was so like, when someone tells you that someone you're close to, like it says you're there, you're of no value anymore. You're like, no, that's not like maybe nutritionally you think maybe uh, we stopped hanging out the right kind of way or going to museums or whatever. But to just see it was like material bullshit. 
it's kind of like refreshing and knowing that someone that you didn't have the same values in, like y'all stopped then versus it getting years down the line and like having so many more memories to take with you and like just all that shit. And I thought that that was so crazy to me that that happened to me. Like for so long, I was like, damn, like I can't believe that I was like giving myself in this friendship. And it was just a fucking friendship. Like I thought I was a fucking friendship. It it was was just just, a fucking friendship. (laughs) Okay. It was just a friendship. Okay. okay. There was no fucking fucking was the accent for the, no, 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 no. Emphasis. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Look, emphasis on the situation. Um, But so it was just so jarring to me in that moment that like, like, I know in relationships, people be, like, doing bullshit, but it, that was a real jarring moment for me. That as, means you did like this. <laughs> yeah, because, like, you know, in school... Friends <laughs> <Fred is> rolling. <laughs> jarring. To me, it's kind of foreign now, I guess, as we get older. <laughs> like, or actually, I think it's foreign now, like, in school, like, when people would say shit in class, like, it was one thing, but then, like, when you became an adult, it was, like, a whole different thing. I think it was weird what for me. What you mean? What you mean? What like, you mean? know, in class, like, even on the show, right? Because mm-hmm. we cause we on a show, like, it's a it's a show, so we can crack jokes and shit like that. So when you're in class, you cracking jokes and shit like that. Like, it's, it's a controlled environment or whatever, but when you, like, in the mall and somebody that like you thought you was cool is cracking jokes and like that's why I was doing that to you I was like you know I wish I would have fought this nigga like that's what you supposed to do and it was weird it was fuck that I was I was hot well the only the only reason well see I'm the type I just want to fight and like I remember being like you literally had to yeah like so did you slap the nigga or what no I did not did you trip him when he started walking away no you have options I walked away and yep. I did something very bad afterwards, but I've never what, gone you to his car. Take it to the grave. Bust the window. Take it to the grave. <laughs> Put it on my grave. You slept with his uh, father. <laughs> no. Oh but... my God. What? <laughs> Luther, Luther had the like, song Dance with my father Luther the one Gave me the idea No I said you know what That's a good Getcha gotcha Oh my god I just Fuck really think I really think about this All over again And how crazy it was Like Cause you know in a, I hate that in a relationship It's okay to Just know that People are gonna think They can get away With certain shit Okay and, now you said In a relationship well, no, I'm just thinking. Like, I mean, you, it's a dynamic. Well, yeah. I'm ta- I'm no, but listen, listen, listen. It was during it. Well, no, <laughs> well, no, we weren't at all. So, so look, okay, so look, there's friend, like friendship, relationship, uh, business relationship, right? In business relationship, you know that there. Well, I guess it depends on the person, right? And any of what I'm about to say, but in business relationship, you know what you will and won't tolerate, and in some situations, you just won't tolerate that shit, so you're not doing it. In relationship, relationship, you kind of know that. It's a relationship, so you might have to just let certain things slide or tolerate certain things to get along with the other person. But in a friendship, I feel like it's supposed to be open to where y'all could just say whatever the fuck y'all want to any damn way and, like, get over it. So it's like um, you're supposed to be open and honest. So when someone is being deceitful to you, like, Mm. to the utmost, it's, like, fucked up. And it makes you feel like, what, like, how did I attract deceit? Like, what was deceiving me in this moment? Or, like, what was the deceit or whatever? And so, like, years later, it wasn't even the deceit that was the lesson for me as much as it was just kind of uh, being able to read people. Because I was literally just taking this person at face value and kicking it. But I didn't see all the other things that were going on. So later on, it was told to me that this person they had stole from someplace that I know of. Like, they like they were doing, like, little really shady things and cruel things. But I had actually never talked bad about this person after we stopped being friends. But I did do something very terrible that just made me feel okay. So I never had to—I'm going to have to tell y'all when we done. No, don't have him incriminate himself. I did something very bad. <laughs> 
But well, outside of that, but the lesson you learned right. was to just be more discerning with your friendships. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fair and, enough. And That's then, a fair trade to me. And, you know, as we get older, like, y'all kind of know who I am. Like, I'm kind to most people. Like, even even in the New York City. And I think I had to, like, learn that hardening of a lesson before I left Atlanta and then to come here and see certain things. I'm like, oh, I already know what this is. Like, I think about him when I'm in certain situations. So that's why I'd be <laughs> like, well, thank you for this nigga coming before I got <gasps> to New York. Shut up. <laughs> Thank you for this happening to me before I moved to New York. So I wasn't in, like, I could kind of see this situation in certain things and be like, oh, well, let me just date this now. Because I'll sit down with certain people and I'll see certain things and be like, oh, well, I'm not yeah. even about to go down this road. Like, and it's nothing on that person, but I, I've learned, like, I've learned yeah. this lesson already. So I need to move forward. Sunshine Anderson to the bullshit. <laughs> Heard it all before. Okay. What my, about you, friend? My story would be me learning the definition of what loyalty means. Mm. So I was in this actually the same quote unquote spiritual guru. So he, uh, and you know what? I love him. We're still cool to this day because yes. I integrated all the lessons <clears throat> and I view him as someone that in a lot of ways was my medicine because I would never be with someone like that again. <laughs> so I'm thankful. <laughs> but, um, it's know. all been done. <laughs> Woo-hoo-hoo. It's all been done. I don't know why. That is so real. <laughs> Perfect theme song. So okay. it's all I had, um, so you remember when I was working on my project, being an artist, he hooked me up with someone who was a power player in the industry. And at that point, you know, uh, Claude had already, like, had my voice sounding powerful from demoing all his records. Like, I was just in a really great position, great age. I was in great shape. You know, uh, what is it, bright-eyed and Mm bushy-tailed, like, just ready to get it. It was a powerful, powerful uh, year for me. So he introduced me to a power player, but here's where shit got murky, he was like, I'll introduce you, but you can't, like, remove me from whatever happens. So it was like a conditional mm. link up, which at the time I was, you know, I was young. So in, I, in my head, I was like, oh, he's trying to protect me, maybe, you know, not seeing what the game really was. So when I met with the power player, they told it to me straight. I fuck with you. I don't fuck with him. So you have a choice. <laughs> you come on this, you know, side and we make it happen. Or we don't. That's it. And so I was sick to my stomach because I was like, this sucks. Like, why would this be the condition that is put in front of me? Why would I be put in this position? Mm. Um, And, you know, when you're in a really victimized state where you're like, life is always hard for me. There's nothing that had ever happened with ease. It was just always complicated. There's always fuckery. You know, like, that's just the space I was in as far as like, of course, this is going to happen to me. Um, long story short, when I went back to tell him, he was livid that I was even saying it to him because he felt like that was me kind of testing like, you know, so what should we do? (laughs) Where he felt that I should have told the guy right then and there, like, hell no, fuck that. And I was like, yeah, but in my body and my spirit, I didn't want to say that. And I didn't. Because this is greater than whatever it is you're trying to link on with this. You know Mm -hmm, what I mean? Like, this mm -hmm. is my dream that's, like, bigger than this. He's like, yeah, but I brought you to him. You wouldn't have met him without me. And at that time, he was just very—and long story short, I didn't work with the guy. Okay. I 
uh, stuck with my quote unquote loyalty. Mm. Funny enough, my partner beat me over the head with that all the time. It was a Use story he you. always used against me because, you, you know, that just proves the kind of bitch. Da, 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 and mm-hmm. All it took was him to say, come in the room and you would have done it. And I was like, I, so I l- essentially did that for nothing man, man. <laughs> because it was still used against yep. me. It was like I couldn't win. And I ended up missing out on an opportunity that at the time, who knows yeah. what that could have meant for me. And that was like a powerful lesson where in that time and for a long, many, many years after that, I would think of it and cry. Absolutely. I mean, cry like from the fiber of my being with mm-hmm. anger at me not having the tools and also blaming things like my dad. Like, you know, a dad would impart that wisdom like you keep it fucking moving. You know, like the, there's no man in the world that should have the right to decide what your chapters are. And I blamed him in a lot of ways for the lessons that I didn't have to pull from, the points of reference I didn't have to pull from. Yeah. And sort of just feeling really out there, like mm-hmm. by myself <clears throat> in my early 20s, kind of waiting for someone to tell me what to do as opposed to feeling in my body like this is what you need to do this is what you need to do I actually saw Melly shout out to Melly who I shouted out last week that her album dropped she was in a similar situation that came up and I really felt for her because she had been working with Meek Mill Uh, she was on his song the tour Mm -hmm. but he never signed her for whatever reason and then randomly now that her album dropped she signed to Tory Lanez mm. so everybody was in her comments like traitor bitch, yeah. bitch wow. da, da, da. even Meek Mill was like you know something DMing about no nah, he tweeted he posted a comment like y'all are both corny as fuck for this or something like that wow and so she kept it super cool and I felt that in my body I was like that's the worst part where people put you in shitty positions and then you try to like be the bigger person yeah, and yeah, not yeah. say anything but meanwhile you're getting beat up on without people knowing the story come to find out he had been uh having sexual advances and kind of being like let's fuck you know and and not moving forward with certain things you know what happens to women yep. especially in this industry so he was the one being corny he was the one being <laughs> corny uh, and and obviously this is all what she's saying yeah, so i yeah, we don't know what happened right. but i'm just gonna take her word for it because i have been there many fucking times and so she said that for the sake of her sanity her body, her health, her mental, her career. She went with Tory Lane's team because she feels safe there. Good for her. Then. And she's known him for a long time. And clearly he's never tried, you know, to be funny style with her. And that means a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why Claude meant so much to me early in my career. Because not only was I my best friend, but he was a no funny nothing. He right. was just mm-hmm. like, just sing. <laughs> like, right. I just want you to just do your best. And so that's why this was so hurtful. Because looking back. Loyalty, yes, it's important, but you should be loyal to people who want you to thrive. They shouldn't be using it as a manipulative tool to ride on your coattails or to stay relevant in your life and kind of use it and weaponize it against you. You know, like absolutely I'm loyal to people who want me to do well and I want you to do well. Like it should we should be in a growth mindset. The minute you use it against me, when you see me in a position where it's like heading up. That's where we have a problem because nobody should want you to hold back on an opportunity, especially knowing what you come from. If you come, you know, out the mud, like, girl, yes, he should have been like, yo, listen, do what you got to do. 
And I'm here for you. Make this work. Yep, you gonna milk it, get as far as you need to, and when then when you're at the top, I'll meet you there. That's mm-hmm. what a smart person yeah. would say to you. You know what I mean? Do yeah. whatever the fuck you got to do. I'll meet you where I need to meet you. And if I don't meet you, and it don't happen that you remember me because you blow up and you forget to look back, and so it is. I was a catalyst to your growth. That mm-hmm. in itself should have been something that he should have been proud of, but it had nothing to do with me. Yeah. And that was a heartbreaking lesson at the time. But it taught me so much, kind of like you were saying, Asante, about discernment and the type of people that I was aligning myself. And most importantly, the importance of listening to yourself, even when it doesn't feel right, because there was like I had a lot of nerves in my body of like, is this shady? Would it be shady if I did that? But I also knew like my career was important. And then there's that convo of like, you know, are you fucking someone over? But honestly, like I said, it should never have been put in a position where I would be viewed as fucking someone over. Right. Right. That was that was where things went wrong, because if he really loved me, he would have created and cultivated a space of love with us figuring out how to move forward. Mm-hmm. And that's not what it was. So that was a huge lesson that at the time felt like the end of the world. But for now, especially in the industry we're in. It's so important for you to be discern to you discern who you're in alignment with, yeah. who you align yourself with mm-hmm. creatively. Look at us. We thrive off of each other in mm-hmm. so many ways. Yes. Who I know, who you know. Oh, here, you need this, you need that. All of us, the yes. whole group, all the mm-hmm. podcasts. And like that's how we keep building on top of each other in my favorite word, ecosystem. But imagine if I was keeping track of like how many favors I've done for you. Right. Could you that. imagine? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, just literally sitting. What kind of shit sitting, would that be? Like, I, was just uh-uh, I got thinking, you to meet her, so you need to give me 10%. Like, are you kidding me? Like. How far would we get with that mentality? Do you know how dope it is? Thinking back to that situation with that friend, like. How fucked up it was when, first of all, like I said, I was driving, you know, doing a bunch of shit. And I never once would say any of that. But then they would they would be the ones to throw little stuff in my face. Like, well, you remember when I brought some bags over to your house? I was like, those are your bags. Like, you're not even throwing something in my face that you did for me. But I have friends now that would do so much crazy shit for me. And I'll be so thankful. And I'll be like, you know, I got to make it up to you somehow. And they're like, don't. Don't even worry about it. And it's literally never a thought ever again. Unless it's something we looking back on laughing about, like, together. Like, not even ever held over my head or used against me or anything. And it's so crazy to me because there are those people that won't do half of what's been done that will act like that. Mm -hmm. I just, I can't. And and also most importantly is, is not choosing to do that to other people. Right. I didn't integrate that lesson and be like, you know what? I got fucked over. So now I'm a fuck up on everybody. Cause some people do that too, Mm -hmm. where they almost turn into their abuser. And I just, I am thankful that I was like, that's his story. (laughs) That is not mine. That's not how I do people. Uh, I don't have venom in me that will now be directed towards people who had nothing to do with the situation. You know, so I'm, there's so many paths that you could take with the things that happen to you. And I think obviously, you know, I'm doing extremely well. I'm so proud of myself, you know, and it's like, it's because thank you <laughs> for the golf yes. clap. No, you, 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 deserve, know, to, you yeah. deserve to have that moment. And I think you know what I'm saying? With all the th- <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck up off my porch. With all the things you've been through, I think it's so important to understand, like the book said, Carolyn Mace, where it's like, all of this is the progression and maturation of my consciousness. Amen. That was a lesson learned. I took it in. 
And guess what? Now I know how to move in a room full of vultures. That's what Precious <laughs> Show told. Show how to move in a room that's full what of Precious, vultures. That's what Precious told that uh, <laughs> that psychiatrist in the movie at the end. Remember she when she walked off? Remember when she, remember when she walked off with her kids at the end of the movie? And they played, it took a long time. Remember at the end of Precious, she walked out of the psychiatrist's office with her kids. Time. And she let them know basically like, all this shit you're doing, you can't fix none of this. She was oh, like, shit. it's too much for you. And she walked out. She found herself in the end. So I related that to that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then lastly, thank you guys first of all for sharing those stories because I think it's important. Then lastly You're welcome, um, girl. <laughs> you're a good woman. We don't mind. Asante mentioning his friends saying, or rather his his ex-friend, For, right. former friend, former. saying that, you know, he had no use for you anymore. Let's be honest, though. How many friendships have you built out of survival and circumstance? That's a very real thing. It's a I very think, real thing. In college. It's absolutely. And it's not rooted yeah, in no. selfishness. I, it's, it's People just, you would not, maybe you would not have chilled with. Yeah. By choice at home, no shade to anyone. No, cool with the college. I love y'all. Think about your coworkers. But let's your coworkers. Yeah, right. like you survive out of of staying graceful and getting through whatever it is that you need to get through in that chapter. That might not be someone that you gel with fully, mm-hmm. but you make it work. And so, I remember even with college and and you brought up coworkers. There's this thing where people would feel away because once that chapter was done, I would keep it moving. Yeah. And look, I'll be moving <laughs> on. Hey. And I've had people be like, that's fucked up. And I'm it's like, like no. I could see how it would be perceived this that way. <laughs> but the only way it's fucked up is if I just like was with you all the time. And then all of a sudden, like, I just like stopped calling you once the job or school was over. But I always kept uh, hand distance yeah. in a way where it's like this is this is cool for now this is cool for now and we're making it work and you know I used to feel bad about it like man maybe I'm being a bitch but after I'm like people are friends out of survival yeah. it's the I, truth listen Whether that's a very real thing and, ev- and everybody does it in some form or fashion think about like, your block where you grew up I, I didn't want to be friends with half them knuckleheads but I had to do it because somebody had to watch me when I'll come home late at night listen sometimes you make friends because you don't want to curse somebody out so like you know on your <laughs> on that same block imagine being in the deli and so you don't curse the motherfuckers out because you know they're going to fuck with your food you become friends with them yeah. so then you can crack jokes and be cool with them and still get your shit you know what I'm saying <laughs> And to be honest with you, some of my favorite um, friendships or my favorite experiences in making new friendships have been in unlikely circumstances like that. Because sometimes it goes beyond that. It'll mm-hmm. transcend Sometimes. The and sometimes you're able to recognize characters' traits from those people because of the circumstances that you are in that are very attracted to you, attractive mm-hmm. to you rather. And you want to, I don't know, sometimes you can just end up with real connections like that. Absolutely. So it's just a matter of discernment. And I think that it's wise to approach it the way that you do, friend, because A, you're protected. B, you're clear. Everybody's clear on everybody else's intention. Yeah. And y'all can just work together on being great at whatever your purpose is of being In together. that moment. And Absolutely. That's and I, that's something I had to 
I, I think I see a lot of people who feel bad about it, not speaking about my cases personally, but just even the stories that people were sharing in their emails and comments where they did feel thrown away. And it's like sometimes you have to be honest with yourself on what that dynamic was and how deep it actually went, because mm-hmm. sometimes it's not what you think it is. Mm-hmm. And you have to kind of like be honest with yourself about that. And then the last thing, too, which I remember we talked about years ago is that we are so many different versions of ourselves. Even with this idea of um, every time you're mourning or there's some drastic change in your life, there's a death that happens, a death of who you, how you knew yourself then, right? Mm-hmm. Who you used to be. <clears throat> there's going to be a new version of you through all, the, through all that fire that you walk through every time. Every person I've lost, whether it was death, tragedy, whatever it was, there was a new version of me that was birthed. Not everyone in your life is going to align with those versions Mm -hmm. that keep being birthed every couple of cycles. You know, I had friends that, right? I had friends that when I was in a space, and this is no judgment. That's the thing about it that I think people have to not take in and internalize. Right. It's not like, oh, I'm in a different place. You know, like you go to, you know, it's not even that. It's like, oh, you know what? We don't even like vibe to it literally vibe together. Like there's no resonance in in the things that you do and the things that I do. So what is you doing here, honey? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just playing. (laughs) I have friends that, you know, I was in the, when I was in a a space where I was like partying super fucking hard. Yeah, with Elon Musk. you done did some shit. (laughs) (laughs) No, when I was partying super hard, going to Copacabana, Latin Quarters. I wish I'd have been around for that. Girl, we would have told the city. (laughs) (laughs) All the tunnel, exit, like New York was a different place when I was growing up as a teenager in my early 20s. It was very club heavy I think that scene has kind of changed now I don't think it's as prevalent but we were at the clubs Thursday Friday Saturday getting fucked up I told y'all the story when (laughs) my friend happened to be a bouncer he threw me over his shoulder and had to knock on my mom's door she opened the door like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) and threw me in the tub because I was dead from drinking Long Island iced tea go friend (laughs) I like three of them. Ain't that fucked up? <laughs> I thought it was tea. Hey, you was taking it. It's funny Woo. that you was talking about that, though, because I think about, like, that being a transition itself. Like, if you that type of person, like a party person, and then you ain't doing that and no more. And you don't no more. And then people be like, mm, he too good to come out now. And it's and like. That, listen, and that's a very <laughs> real thing, too, where it's like, if you're going to make me feel bad for the changes that are taking place, we definitely can't be friends. I have I have removed myself from situations. But then I have friends like y'all. Y'all be smoking it down <laughs> in front of me. I was laughing at Crystal's house. She was at that uh, at her house. My sweater when I got in the Uber, he looked back like, God <laughs> And in my head, I was like, he would never believe that I didn't smoke shit. <laughs> you, so, you know what? You a good one. And I sit- <laughs> That's all you got to say. But I sit, I'll go anywhere with y'all. You know, like I'll go out, travel with y'all. It's yeah. not a thing because there's an, a, a respect there where. Absolutely. I respect y'all for what y'all want to do. Y'all respect me for what I want to do. Hardcore. There's never, you're not going to drink. Y'all never ask me that. Y'all never like, you sure? Just one. Y'all be playing, like putting it in my face. Right, because we 
be, funny. That, yeah, that's totally, it's totally like different. Lighthearted, right. but it's not a thing of you making me feel like, oh, you think you better than right. us because you don't. It's drink. more yeah, so we thinking to be considerate to offer you. it to you, but then we in remembering that, that it's, moment but, I want something. But then we remember to be considerate to not. So I can stop other people from disrespecting your boundaries and shit. We, I know I can speak for my damn self. I take that shit seriously. Hell yeah. Remember, I was the one who didn't participate in a lot of things for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so I know what that space is like. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's some new shit in my life. <laughs> so, so, but I, and plus you're a girl, it, uh, not a girl, you're a, a woman, so yeah. it's different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we would never want you to feel like no kind of way. You be there because we want your company while we're and having that, a good time. And that's like, the thing. yeah, we, like, we genuinely enjoy each other's company. Yes. But I have had friendships where it actually wasn't about the company. It was about survival. In that moment, those are the friends I like to get fucked up with. Mm-hmm. You know, because we were all in fucked up headspaces. We shared a lot of traumas together. I always talk about bonding and misery. I had a lot of bonding and misery ass friendships. But the sad part is once I stopped drinking and kind of, and I had gotten sick, you know, a lot of things in my life changed. Yeah. Hey, friend, hey, stuff started kind of turning into something online. My my energy switched. I had to pay attention to what I wanted my life to turn into as opposed to like what it had been. I had totally shifted my consciousness. My friends, a lot of them at the time, they were like, oh, but that's whack. Like, come on. And trying to make me drink and putting drinks in my cup, like trying to force it. And that's Mm. why I was like, that's not cool. Because if I saw you making some changes or some strides in whatever direction, even if I'm in this space, I'm going to be so happy for you. If anything, it might rub off on me. You never know. Like, that's that's another thing, too. Like, you have to be mindful of the different evolutions of your friends and whether you're supporting those evolutions or hindering it because mm-hmm. that could also be an accountability you have to kind of take mm-hmm. on like Real. she might have stopped calling your ass because every time she comes over you're asking her why she don't want to drink mm-hmm. that's so real hello like for real because I will stop going to your house <laughs> I'm not having this conversation with every you every damn time, time. Like, that's why you need to have a legitimate tangible source that you can tap into that's the fundamental like base of your friendship mm-hmm. it, it's not about you drinking it's not about you smoking anything like it that transcends the activity I want my friend there you yep. know what I'm saying and if we doing that shit that's just what we doing you know what I'm saying and I just I respect people who can respect that and plus I think diversity and friendship is a really cool thing I love that too yeah yes. it was one of the things that They're I not really all gonna was excited be like you. yeah mm-hmm. I was excited about that when I moved to New York because I knew that I was going to enter a different professional world and I was going to meet a lot of people who were really different from me mm-hmm. but be able to form some sort of bond and yeah. I did just that so like that that's just one of the cool parts and hopefully people are mature enough to you know manage that properly within a friendship yeah and that's so, a good question like are all your friends like you I was just going to say are you open to them the not laughed, being like you the reason I laugh when you said that is because I'm the same way I really appreciate like the different people up here but I was laughing because today I was watching Chasing Atlanta 
<laughs> it was reminding me of, of the Ricky Lil' Kendra song. <laughs> oh, you never been real. Always been fake. <laughs> My ex-best friend. Remember that? That's yes. Like. But it was funny watching that. Shout out to Lil' Kendra from Chuck. Yes. Man. My girl. Ooh, um, it was funny watching that, oh, thinking about. Always been, oh, been fake. You got to get into Lil' Kendra for real. You going to be. Mind I got to get into the new season. Mind you, they on there arguing about her music, but she the one doing music like it's actually like a staple on the show so it's like why yo Matt anyway right. um, it was just funny to watch um, Chasing Atlanta and think about the Atlanta scene and like people there and remember that and how people are and I know I say this some of the time when we talk about like pop culture like how oh I remember how the people can be in the A and it was such a, a rude awakening coming to New York and realizing that everybody that don't give a fuck that you bright eyed and bushy tail cause you know I would be out in the streets like <gasps> Like, you know, everybody always want to go to goddamn Times Square. Like, I was just that looking ass Excited. nigga like, when I got here. Yeah. Aww. And then it just turned into, nigga, you got to get the fuck up out of my way. Like, you know, <laughs> we're on the sidewalk. We got to walk. You got to move. And, like, once I assimilated to that and learned that, it kind of, like, peeled back a layer of the type of person that I am, like, the adaptability. And then it, like, introduced me to other people. And some were able to easily adapt and others didn't. And some of those people that don't adapt well, it was kind of cool to watch them, how they, like, will make life. moving away. <laughs> No, well, no. Okay, so here's the thing, though. <laughs> New York is one of them cities where you either end up moving away or you'll try to, like, hustle harder and hey. figure out, like, what you want to do. So, like, it's crazy to watch people be like, oh, I don't like, you know, living like that in New York, so I just got me a job so I can make more money so I can live the way I want to live. And it's crazy to watch people, like, do those things. So you figure out, like, what type of people you mesh well with versus the people that you cool with, and then you having a lot of drama with them, and then you check on them the next week, and they gone because they couldn't handle it, they couldn't hold it together, and then you're like, mm, okay. Well, you know, like, I'm praying for them but you know I, I gotta hold myself together and I know how to do that so I gotta like not that I need to be with people that know how to hold themselves together but I wanna be a good piece of somebody else's puzzle to help hold them together and find somebody vice versa since I couldn't do that for this friend that just went back or did whatever or this friend that decided to go above and beyond right. I'm the glue for my wig and, and my, my family, family. <laughs> <laughs> so I love this conversation they, I, I yes. especially love that we're ending on the the concept of being open to having diversity in your friendships. Yes. Because yes. I have learned so much from having that. Not all my friends. Imagine if all my friends wanted to talk about spirituality all the fucking time. You would be so tired I would of hate it. I would hate it. <laughs> but I got to go to the strip club. Imagine me, no, I'm sorry. Me, friend. <laughs> Right? Okay. I kind of love that like when I start my hippy dippy stuff I can look over at Dustin and he's already like oh god <laughs> I be following that, along <laughs> that Listen. genuinely makes me laugh it makes me it's funny to me I love that we believe we all have different belief yep. systems and can joke on each other's belief yes, systems yep, yes. humor I think is a big thread in all of our friendships yes, yes. take we are we take everything so lightly and yep. I think that that is the beauty of getting along with people just be light about mm-hmm. it you know what I mean be light about your differences communicate be open to your differences support don't hold nobody back with loyalty conversations right. you know if if you are friends with someone out of survival don't try to pretend it's anything more than that right. you know what I mean like, like Keisha Cole and her family <laughs> Right. Be clear with everybody. Right. <laughs> Let's be clear. So I love this conversation. Thank you guys. And and honestly, my wellness segment is simply I would love for you guys listening to do the same. Turn this into a journal prompt. 
write down the times where something felt like rock bottom, but it turned into a new life for you. You know, where in real time it may have felt terrible, yeah. but there was a rebirth, a euphoria, a, 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 you birthed a new version of you that was stronger, powerful, clearer, even more beautiful than the person before this happened. Mm. And I think that that's a beautiful way of looking at life. If you view people, what I loved in the book, she was like, it's when you start viewing people as a communion, and that really like affected me. Like I even Dang. got watery eyed because she's like, we're all in this together. Like, mm-hmm. it's a puzzle. We're literally, even the OA, like, mm-hmm. it's a puzzle. For real. That's all I'm thinking about while you're talking this whole thing. Like, stop taking it so literally where, like, the friend that did this did it because of you. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, there's a larger story. There's a larger tapestry that through you figuring out the symbolism of what this means for the world. Remember, we've talked about it. While I'm... Working on me, I can't work on you. But if you work on you and I work on me, how beautiful will our dynamic? Then we gonna be all right. Because <laughs> I'm literally. Been... <laughs> oh my god! It's always been a highlight. Everybody. And on real. that note, <laughs> we work on you. I work on me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we work on each other. <laughs> just very quickly and randomly, I know I told you once. Um, if I told you once, um, I was watching Estelle's live mm-hmm. and how she was on live with this man and they were talking about love and all this stuff. And it was so odd to me how, you know how you know things, but it's funny when you hear somebody like put them together a certain way, you're like, mm, it kind of unlocks something different in you. It was just so cool to hear this man talk about everybody needing love, like in the sense of just people. Like, um, you know, everybody necessarily might not be ready for love or understand it when it's there, but like everybody's deserving of it. And it really changed my view on how I look at people when I'm either, when I feel wronged or if I don't understand something. So I always think about everybody needing to be loved. So I never think to like, damn, this person did this to me. They ain't shit. Well, I think that, but then I know at the same time, like, well, they needed love. So like they had to do what was best for them. So I always like think about that, respect that and try to move Like the bigger picture. And let's be real here. Cause this is similar to what we talked about in the intellectual property combo we're also here having a human ass experience right and i think it's important to honor both sides Mm -hmm. your human ass experience and your higher self it's possible to do both where i can check you and say i don't fuck with you because i will not be treated like that in this experience that's just not what i'm playing with but also send you love okay, <laughs> and tell you, you know what I mean? Like you can do both. And I think that's been my biggest lesson, I'd say, in the past year and a half, because I was so stuck on trying to be in my higher self at all times that I would low key allow things like my ex who would say, well, you call this in. So it's yours to process. And How would I- he say it? <laughs> <laughs> How would he say it, friend? <laughs> I hate you. You go to sleep. I sound like the SpongeBob meme. Lord have mercy. But you know, there was a, a a a conflict in my spirit of like, am I supposed to always be in my higher self when shit feels shitty here in no. this experience? Like it hurts, and and am I supposed to suffer to stay in my higher self? Like. 
those are the things that I've been figuring out. And that's when I learned. And I honestly, I learned that through that talk space deal that fell through mm. where my higher self mm. wanted to be like, it's OK. The grand the bigger lesson was that you hired someone based on potential and not based on who they were, which is a theme that keeps running rampant in my life, even in relationships. So I was like, ah. I see what that medicine was. I hired him based on who I thought he was and not what I fucking saw on his Instagram. My bad. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to work with him again. Nope. And that doesn't mean that I'm going to just tap him on the shoulder and be like, brother. No. <laughs> lesson learned. Very Thank you for your medicine. He ain't getting that. No. You're <laughs> I'm going to integrate the lesson. I'm going to integrate the lesson because that's what I'm here to do. But he's also going to hear my mouth because this is what he's not going to do. Yeah. Okay. And so I think that's the beauty of being a human who is also a divine being is that you can play in both fields. And it's up to Work. you on how you choose to do that's that. That's right. And that's it for this week's Hot Button and Wellness Center. Work. <laughs> That was a great combo. Because I keep his ass in check. Come on now. Support for today's show comes from Warby Parker. By engaging with customers directly through their website and retail stores, which are very cute, by the way, Warby Parker is able to provide high quality, good looking, like me, (laughs) prescription eyewear at a fraction of the price. Every pair is custom fit, no matter the size of your head, with anti-reflective polycarbonate prescription lenses, starting at just 95 bucks. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you too can order five pairs of glasses <laughs> and try them on for five days. Everything ships free and includes a prepaid return shipping label. And there ain't no obligation to buy. And let me tell you, they're telling you the truth. I myself have personally received five pair in the mail, tried all five of them on, okay? And decided which ones I like. The rest of them, I just put them right on back in the box and just shipped it right on back to Warby Parker. <laughs> so it worked out very well for me. I think it'll do the same for you. Head to warbyparker.com slash friendzone to order your free home try-ons today. That's warbyparker.com slash friendzone. Have an iPhone X? Make sure to download Warby Parker's app where you can use their brand new virtual try-on. It allows you to try on eyeglasses, seeing the realistic color, texture, and size of each style using just your phone. We all need someone to talk to, a person who can support us through rough patches or even the everyday ups and downs of life. That's where Talkspace comes in. Talkspace is therapy for how we live today. It's mobile, it's affordable, and it's available when you need it. Simply provide your preferences for therapy, and Talkspace will match with one of 4,000-plus therapists the very same day. No matter what you're going through, you're not alone. Jordan, more than one million who feel happier with Talkspace. I personally have used the Talkspace app. It's very convenient. It's very dope. It's amazing how quick it is and easy to match with a therapist and low-key rematch with the therapist if you know you're not really feeling what's going on. And I think it's really dope that you can kind of respond at your own pace. They really, you know, help you set up guidelines for yourself, guidelines for the week, so you don't feel, you know, just, like, congested or, like, you have homework, but you also feel like you have good little stepping stones and tools for everyday things (laughs) to happen in life. So Talkspace has more than 4,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing the challenges we all face. To match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use the code ZONE to get $45 off your first month and show your support for this show. That's ZONE and Talkspace.com. Now, 
And now we move on to Mr. Music Man. What you got for us? <sighs> Shout out to the music <laughs> land. So much happening in music. So many cool things. Uh, first, I want to start the segment with shout out to LaKaylee47. Hey! Um, got to see her perform live. Uh, well, before I get to her, Naima the Suprema opened up for hey! So shout out to Naima Supreme. She's out here doing really, really dope things. I can't believe I missed that show. I've just been a mess. I, I mean, everything. You I keep miss Ari Lennox. Look, I, I, look Kaylee. Like, look, I've been oh, yeah. talking that you. Oh, yeah. talking about Ari Lennox. <laughs> yeah, and that's my bad. <laughs> shout out to clear. that too. I yeah. forgot about that. Shout out to Ari Lennox because she killed it at the Blue Note. That was an amazing Man, show. Man, like. Mm-hmm. I'm just... Ugh. I feel bad, friend, because I'm really just updating the people. I don't want to feel like I'm rubbing it in your face. No, I mean... Because they were... I it mean, was it a, was... She deserves to be, like, honored it, for that. I heard, I heard the show was incredible. Experience, okay? Yeah. Like, they were they were both, like, really, really dope shows. Uh, but Ari Lennox, um, you know, starting with her, I really loved seeing her have her presence on stage, watch her be more of herself, because I know that's something that she, uh, you know, really struggles with. Yeah. And uh, I watched her perform in Atlanta, so it was dope seeing her perform in this smaller, more intimate venue and talk to everybody. Everybody, you know, packed wall to wall. Packed wall to wall. I heard. Everybody knew the songs. Everybody knew the words. So it was dope hearing the audience chime in. Sitting shoulder help out. to shoulder. Yes. Line heavy hitters the in block. the audience. Yes. Oh, I, I heard yes. that too. Yes. Uh, a, a lot of them. J. Cole made an appearance. Angie Martinez. Scotty Bean was in there. Masego got up on the stage and did his thing. Yeah, it was really, really dope. So shout out to Ari Lennox. So excited for the album coming out. Can't wait for it. Excited. Uh, who was I doing LaCaylee. after? Lakeley. So yes, um, before moving into her, I want to say shout out to Naima Supreme. Yes. She's been working with a producer named One Eighty Third, and she just dropped her project. So you every play frame. <laughs> How'd you know? Was that her single? I like this song. Oh, let me hear. So before I play her, because um, I forget That's to say shout how shout out to Naima and her baby. Supreme. Her baby. That Dallas. baby is not real. It's he's so he's not real. He's so cute. It's crazy that Naima gave birth a little over a year ago. And looks the way she does. And looks the way she does. (laughs) And then even right after she gave birth last year, you know, uh, the Do Better song for the read was going out and she was looking great then showing up. But it's First of all, she performed at our live show with a crop top and booty shorts. And I think she had just given birth. Snap back like Nene's fingers. Bonkers. Yep. Left. Um, So, yes, Naima's been... I'm going to look like a pork rind after my... <laughs> After Damn. I get somebody pregnant, I'm gonna put on a know. few pounds. <laughs> you gonna be like dad bod. Um, you getting fed? I'm getting fed too. Fuck it, we in this together. Co-parenting. <laughs> so yes, through all that, think. through all that you hear, that Naima is family. She's part of us. She's uh, yes. amazing. So yeah, uh, she has a new project called Energy out with 183rd, and um, she got to, she opened for LaKaylee, so it was dope to watch mm. uh, Naima out there, you know, doing her thing out in Brooklyn and ecosystem. Uh, <laughs> okay. Love it. I just I can't I can't help it. Anyway, uh, the project energy has five tracks out, and uh, it's actually ten tracks long because the first five tracks are then listed again with instrumentals. So feel free to you know freestyle over the instrumentals, send Naima, you know try to oh, do a remix that. or something like that. I don't know if she's doing that, but I'm, how back yeah. in the day? Remember back in the day the the maxi, the twelve inch version, the maxi, yes. right? Yeah, it had yeah. like the instrumental, then it had the EDM, not the EDM, but the club, right, right, right. Yes. Oh man, I'm yeah. Man. So since it's a dual project with her and one eighty. 
concert. Um, you know, he wanted to include his beats on there. And the um, DJs do their thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and uh, 183rd popping DJ from LeBron has been working with Smoke Dizza, a bunch of people. I didn't know he was a um, DJ too. I mean, not DJ producer. Oh, excuse me. I was like, what? Excuse me. Yeah. But you know, DJ to sound a little bit, but I don't know if that's really his wheelhouse. He's a really right. dope producer. I, that I do know. So, um, but I'm going to play a little bit of the song Frame just to get us started. I so, this one. I'm ready. Uh, I haven't heard it. I wanted to spell her name out because there were people, I forget when I shout these people out, you're not going to know how to spell these people's oh, names yeah, out. Oh, yeah, hers is so, like an unconventional spelling. Yeah, so it's N-Y-E-M-I-A-H, and then Supreme spelled as is. Wow. All right, so this is Frame. I'm going to play this. 183rd Street. I love Naima. So summertime walking Naima through New York City. Yeah, exactly. So for those that don't know Naima, she's like she wraps her ass off. She's really dope at rapping and the art of storytelling and punches and all that shit. And having so, kids and having Cause kids because perfect that baby. Is amazing. <laughs> um, but uh, it's so dope bomb. to hear her drop this type of vibe and really like be relaxing and sexy. And she looks great in the video. She's always worth the finger wave. So she's really fucking that up. I just love it. So I had to shout out Naima Supreme. And also, because I was shouting out LaKaylee, I want to shout her out for a dope-ass show. Everybody in Brooklyn showed up, and they showed out. Um, it was amazing. Also, seeing Young Baby Tate, she opened for so Oh, snap. It was, you yeah, just talked had just been her. talking about her, and then I got to see I'm her meet her. the Mystic Zone. Yes. So, so everybody in Brooklyn name. showed out. They got on stage. They twerked out. They vogued. It was dope. It was an amazing show, and I just had to do that. You know, LaKaylee, she's like, my sister. So, hey, you know, yeah. hey, my, my sister, my famous sister. One of the legit nicest people I've ever met. Amazing. Man, she's just so, like, the definition of sweet. Yes. Just pure. She's going to be very successful because Ugh. of that, too. You Absolutely. Can tell. Yep. That spirit. Yeah, that plus her talent. Yep. She's destined to, like, just Undeniable. go. Undeniable. Khalees is God, and so is Beyonce. Khalees is God. Khalees is God, and so is, so is LaKayla. <laughs> um, so, yeah, because I wanted to start with that, I also wanted to talk about some funny things in music. So I played you some songs before we had recorded, and it was kind of going into this theme that I've been noticing. Um, you know, the conversation always comes up about these uh, videos going viral and, you know, little white boys getting paid to dance in these videos Six or whatever. Figures. Like, what the fuck is up with that? Um, so... Have is there any viral video and you can answer no, I have a follow up question, but is there any viral video that you can think of off the top of your head that either has like a song that you can remember that makes you laugh or uh, something that was a song that wasn't really a song, but you sing it because of the video? And what was it? Okay, I don't remember the words, but it's like zoom. <laughs> oh, the Zoom challenge. The Zoom challenge. <laughs> <laughs> what, yes. what is yeah. it? What are the words? Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> because the way she was jerking them kids. 
which is wrong. <laughs> right. But Hilarious. funny. Look, you, a lot of the viral things that be happening are wrong, and it's but like, it's damn. Because, so you know, the cheesing, I didn't realize. First of all, I wasn't cheesing no damn body or nothing. But apparently, people got arrested favorite, behind it. But yes, that was a good ass one. one, the Zoom challenge. What are the lyrics? Um, Something in my job time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't even remember. Who, first but of I all, whose song? Is it Lil Yachty's? Queen Latifah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look at it. It's Lil Zoom. Yachty. Is it Lil Yachty? You know? Isn't it how powerful that that would happen, though? Like, songs are so powerful that when you see them in these viral videos, you either have to like, go look them up or you can't stop singing them and stuff like that. That's, That's how it works. Like, yeah. it's an it's becomes imprinted in your fucking soul because you're hearing it all day on your That's how these feet. songs keep going number one. Mm-hmm. That's why everybody wants to do a such and such challenge every time they put a new single out. That's the thing. That's yeah. the new market, like the latest marketing tool because it works. Look at um the Shiggy dance mm-hmm. with Drake. I mean, that was probably the biggest, I think, Huge. right? Because it lasted a really long time and it even catapulted people's careers. City yeah. Girls. Uh, Danny Lay. <laughs> Yep. Blew up after she mm-hmm. posted that. She was saying that she got like 200,000 followers in a day just when she posted that. And now I think she just surpassed a million. Good for her. Because she just kept it up. The beauty of it is, which I think as an artist, if you do participate, have shit to back it up immediately. Mm-hmm. She had that yes. little baby single. Thank you for then she dropped that. the album. Then she dropped the tour. She was like, Red locked and loaded. Thank you for saying that. She was locked and loaded because you gotta be. If you just go milk the viral video and then when we tired of it, it's like okay. You gotta be ready to freestyle on High ninety seven. Well, you're gonna be known. (laughs) Oh my god, you're gonna be known as a viral sensation. Which with Danny Lay, no one even considers her that. No, she's legitimate. Yeah, that's how you do it. Okay, so two things, right? So first of all, I already played them songs for you earlier that I cannot stop listening to. Um, the Lil Nas X and... Oh, did I? I don't think I played the second one for you, friend. Okay, so <laughs> I don't even remember which video I was watching, but on one of these viral videos, I heard this song playing in the background. And thank God that Twitter has threads now. <laughs> So, because somebody wow. put the song in the thread so I was like who I'm gonna go look this song up and the artist I don't even think she makes records no more I couldn't really find a whole lot on her and if she does you know reach out you know link me I don't give a damn it's but, Twinkie Clark oh my god there is a contestant on Drag Race named Silky Ganache and for a second I thought that's what you were talking about and then I realized you were being you <laughs> never mind Um. so yes this artist's name is Flo Millie it's F-L-O space Millie M-I-L-L-I and this is called Beef the Flow Mix I don't remember what video I was watching but it was somebody dancing it was funny but the song oh, 700 really? Club the song kept going hard to me and I have listened to it on repeat and I'm sure everybody is over me and my son is playing this in the house <laughs> So he oh you got another song called enough? Here we go. <laughs> that beat crazy. I love this beat. Family shit, bitch. You can do it in butt cheek isolation. Ooh. Get that <laughs> money strippers, yeah. I like cash in my head to my ass. Do the dash, can you make it go fast? Fuck the fame, all I want is them bands. If she keep on mugging, I'ma still her man. Oh, you watching man. my behavior, cause you know I'm bad. Pussy put a spell on him, he in a trance. I do what I please and you do what I ask. He love my confidence and that's what you make. If you think I'm still in swag, bitch, come and sue me. They watch me like I'm a new movie. His baby mother is my groupie. We got the club going up on a Tues
compete. I'm too fast on my feet, and you know where I be. I'm sorry, I can play that whole song. That's bomb. That What's song, Flow Millie. Flo Millie. I'm in. <laughs> and that's called Beef. <laughs> Flow Mix. And she is. Flow Millie, spell it. Is it spelled uh, uh, it's crazy? F L O space Millie, like million, but just Millie. M I L L I. Okay. I have been playing yeah, that shit bomb. over and, and over and over again. So that song is all of like two minutes in like... Yeah. That's also the new length for songs now. Right. And, and and I love it because there's no like... like It's just her spitting like that. And it's a dope ass song. Like the beat go hard. She's spitting her ass off. But then, you know, to you were saying what you were saying earlier, when these songs blow up, you know, have some more shit to go with it. So yeah, hopefully... you gotta be ready. Hopefully she just in the studio cooking and I'm talking about her now and then she randomly just popped back up because the, the video was like tons of views off fucking ready. I just could not help but I was like, what song is this in this damn video? Like, I remember retweeting like... What was the viral video? You know what? Let me go look at my timeline and I'll tell you because I remember retweeting this and being like, first of all, this video is funny. Second of all, this song goes. Like... Oh, and I found it. It's um, Mickey by Lil Yachty. And the the line is trapping out the back street, running through the packs like a track meet. Zoom. Zoom. Hey! Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Why did he do that at the same time? (laughs) Why did we do that at the same time? Listen, the music makes you feel it, okay? Okay, so two... Hey. <laughs> Soul, you That's hear me? You know okay. <laughs> That's some uncle and auntie shit. Okay, so two... The goddamn right. little yachty. <laughs> Woo! All right, we're back. No, it's fine. So first and foremost, I found this video, right? And the video that I saw was trash. Oh, but it was no. funny. But the, so I'm judging myself now that I go back and look. But the the caption for the the meme it said me right after buying my unlimited and this oh, this. Okay. <laughs> what? I just remember watching and thinking because you know after you get you on unlimited you know you feel like you can go anywhere. Not this outfit on the train. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you get your unlimited you know you like oh bitch. <laughs> We going to Vegas. Like, you okay. feel like you're going any damn way. I love it. I think that's the YouTuber. Her name is um Nikita Dragon. Or something. Well, Nikita is doing... Is she the one... I think she does the uh, the videos where she recreates shit. Like, she did the Victoria's Secret Angel Wings looking yes, bomb as fuck. Yeah, that's her. That's her. Honey. Yeah. Getting her life. She does a lot of videos with Brett Man Rock, that cute-ass Filipino kid that is so damn funny. Mm. I know you've seen him. He does, like, makeup looks. Mm-hmm. Mm, he said... I don't know. Maybe. I'll show you. Um, and also, the second thing was I laughed because I went back down my timeline was why I had retweeted Dionne Warwick <laughs> and she put you know the date for her new whatever uh, her new album coming out oh Dionne dropping and look she retweeted this with the meme like mm-hmm. she did Dionne Warwick did like Dionne I was Warwick. dying what a world what a world <laughs> and then somebody had uh, tweeted her and they were like your meme game is lit and she gonna tweet them back this like, oh my god what? like I have been in like first of all I have been spending a little bit too much time on Twitter. You know, the phone been telling me, like, screen time up this week because I've been going through the threads. The threads is where it's at. Twitter's so funny. But, yeah, I just wanted to take time to highlight the fact that it's funny that these viral videos, we having these tracks and these things that are, like, you know, you things that you won't forget. Like, to this day, I still uh, sing the, I was born by the river, river. I was born by the river. I was shaking that ass. Been another popping pussy. I was making the cash. Like, like I remember that. Like, and not for nothing, a viral. It also ruined the song. I, it for did, me. but you know, I, 
I just hope I don't be in spaces when that's the original. I know, I know, I know. Every time you hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine you with your family reunion. They had a video of Ruth Bader Ginsburg singing that shit. No, she uh, wasn't. (laughs) She took that role for that Supreme Court justice role and bent her knees. All you heard was, (laughs) and she bent her knees and she went to moving it. (laughs) I was born by that river. I was shaking my ass. Also, darling, drive the boat. Asante, drive uh, the boat. I, I want to drive the boat. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we were talking about Millie a little bit before. Uh, Millie dropped her project, Phases. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fred, what the fuck is going on tonight? <laughs> Me and Fred keep saying the same goddamn thing. Y'all are collective consciousness. <laughs> okay. Listen, we both pulling the same thing this week, Fred. That's what it is. in that ecosystem over there, but baby. Okay. Y'all don't think I'd be listening to that spiritual talk, but I'd be listening because I know what's going on right now. <laughs> Yo, my face hurts. Go ahead. <laughs> Millie dropped her project phases. Um, it's all, it's spelled just how it is. If you don't know who Millie is, it's M-E-L-I-I, but the project is spelled phases just like how it is, except it's all lowercase, except the A, it's capital. Oh, really? I yeah, that. I don't know why, I just love but you know, around. I really took that personally because you know I'm from the A, so yeah, like an Atlanta, and my one. name start with one, like oh, so I cute. felt like I'm like custard extra made. super saiyan. Like, exactly, it was custard it was made custard for me. Made. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> custard made. Anyway, someone DM'd me that and I screamed. I laughed. Why so is that related to our show? Like anytime, anytime <laughs> I, I was post these sneakers that I have on right now, I posted them on IG, and someone said, "Are those custard made?" <laughs> I'll take it out of my DMs. No. Oh, the inside joke. Um, anyway. She dropped phases. There are 14 tracks on here. Uh, one of the singles that really grabbed me was HML, which is uh, featuring A Boogie with the hoodie. I like that. It was uh, a single, right? Uh, it wasn't. Uh, well, yeah. it had to be the single. Yeah, it was yes, a single because like, there's a video. You heard it everywhere. Yeah, and there's a video for it, and I was watching the video, and it just made me really reminiscent of Harlem because it was a lot of Aww. uptown action oh. happening. Um, so, yeah, you know, Millie, she's that uptown girl. She really gives me a, she's a lot of Dominican girls I used to work with and she's made it. So, like, that's how I view her. And I'm happy for, um, you know, these bitches don't like me. Um, your man, what did keep me icy? But is it your baby daddy? <laughs> your baby daddy keep me icy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's so Dominican. Club. I love her. I know. And, and to me. Fuck in the club. I think about all them Dominican girls out there that's like trying to make it and her making it. I'm like, you doing it for them. Like legit, every legit. every girl that I like know, like like she's the shit. And also, randomly, side note, and maybe not well. related. Is Danny Light Dominican? Yeah. Because they are similar to me. These even, are literally all my little cousins out here. They're like it. completely different, but they're similar to me because they're both coming at this time and they're doing like really dope shit. Like, and their looks because they have like the short curly hair. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, but like there's like a blonde one. <laughs> and a red one. Right. right. Red one. <laughs> so I just like that they're out here doing it. Um, I like the project is uh, really dope, but uh, going back to Danny Light, since I just mentioned, mentioned her, she had dropped a project a while back that's really good too and they both you know got the you know habla espanol they rapping in both which I love and Daddy Lay just dropped the Latin remix I think to Lil Baby 
baby, so she was it a little baby. I think so. Yeah, she gonna re 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 remix a little she baby might as well. And every time that the, the remix trap, goes, because right, the remix with because uh, it was funny that she dropped little baby with baby on the remix. So I low key was like, I wish there's a re remix with the baby too. But you I know, maybe I'm baby. doing too much. Maybe I'm he's so it creative. Like even his videos. Oh, yes, yes. And shout out to Rico. Rico did it on IG. He is his videographer. Mm. And the crazy thing about Rico is that he has been working with the baby for years. They would have like no budget at all. They make it look like some Just shit. be like on the streets of Charlotte, just filming, you know, with nothing. And the fact that they're at this level together just really made my heart happy. That's wonderful. Yes. I think that's really cool, you know, that they they're both so talented. They just needed the door. Mm-hmm. And now it's go time. It's crazy to see them. I was actually watching some of his videos. They cool, the one, right? They're so funny. The one where he is uh, Mail the mailman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was stealing shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's like refreshing. End. Never mind. It's refreshing because... <laughs> that ain't supposed to be funny, but the end is hilarious. <laughs> it's refreshing because people like make videos, but there aren't ones that like really stand out today, I guess, because there's not that huge platform to really showcase and highlight certain ones. But like... The baby's videos really were giving me like what we used to want when we were like, oh, bust dropping a new uh, video or something. Because they so, have like personality that, that right. kind of transcends the music. And so when you weave it together, it just makes it an event. Yes. It's you so know? important too because that's how you get invested into an artist. That's how you become a real stand because you begin to see their personality, you know, in healthy yeah. ways connected to the music. I so. love it. I think he's going to be huge. Well, a lot of people is forgetting Walk to in the do club. That. Pop a bottle, cop a dub. I don't know. That's a lot. Well, look, you're going to be on the remix to that. Nelly. Um, So, yeah, a lot of really cool things happening in music. That was really what I wanted to talk about. We'll get into listens lately so you guys can tell me what you've been listening to lately. You want to go first? You know it's your turn. (laughs) I believe in letting women go first. Well, before you start... um, Mm -hmm. I, I wanted to Or Asante <laughs> Yeah let me uh, Yeah please I never have all my stuff in order Cause I have like Three different things to look at Between my Spotify My Apple Music As opposed to putting it all in No <laughs> But you know I'll do that one day um, So yeah Last week we talked about <laughs> I wanted to say last week in Texas Cause I'm making this down Last week we talked about Rihanna J um, oh, she tweeted us. She tweeted us. She came into my live. We She's love you. been You're supporting amazing. us. Shout out to you, Rihanna J. Her name is spelled R A Y A N A space J J A Y. Um, I didn't have no trouble. Right. Because people thought I was saying like two different names when I was saying Rihanna. So I was like, oh, damn, I got to spell everything. I forget. Right. So, you know. Just bug me because I do forget to spell shit and I'll just spell it. So, yeah, Rihanna J's project. I just want to go ahead and double back and spell her name for you guys and give it a listen now that you have that. So, yes. Um, so what you, what you been listening to lately, friend? So I <laughs> went and listened to Don Richard. Yeah. Like you guys told me to. Yes. Thoughts. Thoughts, my I love this dreams and converse track. Yes. It's just Yeah. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I wish I could drink you, baby. You would be a bad habit I can't lose. It'll be my escape. Mm. You would just love to think. We could just go spit smoke in the air. Cruise down the palisades. Let's get lost up in the Yeah. 
That is a great fucking record. That feels like summer. That made me very excited for summer. So that's Dreams and Converse. Um, what's her project called? New Breed. New Breed. Off of the New Breed. Pro- I'm like trying to look it I up. Am, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am. I am, I am. It's a great song. So I fell in love with that. Thank you guys for putting me on to her no project. Problem. And then Lion Babe dropped. They dropped a new What's project. What's she lying about now? <laughs> Lion Babe. Y'all are on a rope. <laughs> she... Declare my twin. Lion Babe. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, go on, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> So truth be told, I'm going I'm to drive the boat. So Ooh, truth be told. <laughs> Please. <laughs> it's hard to pick a song because they're all very good. <laughs> First of all, Bilal is on this album. Sold already. Yes. Bilal. Babe and Bilal. And guess who else? Look, Haley's on it. Yes. Placement. And Raekwon. Talk about Come on. fee. Come on, this is loaded. So it was hard to pick. It's literally one of those projects where you listen from top to bottom, and it's just a one cohesive project. So you don't really need to break it up. But for the sake of the show, I'm gonna play the record. The album is called Cosmic Wind, and this song is called Different Planet. <laughs> a record that whole project and then lastly um I started randomly listening to Herbie Hancock <laughs> okay I legends know. only um the track Watermelon Man okay I don't know what made me go there but it's forever sounds when you come into my apartment. Find out yeah. for that moment to Herbie Hancock. 
Legends only. Legends only, baby. So those are my three. Who you got, Dustin Ross? Well, this week, you guys know I always like to add a little bit of historical relevance to the Music Man segment. Give us nostalgia. So this week, I wanted to announce that 11 years ago today, Mm -hmm. okay, the Queen of the South, none other than Trina... All right. She dropped her fourth solo album, Still the Baddest. And we all know this was an album where she was holding that bullet in between her teeth on the cover. Legendary, yes. Um, Killing You Hoes was one of the great songs on this album. (laughs) Single Again, Um, Look Back at It. Uh, uh, I got a thing for you with her and Keisha Cole. <laughs> this album was just. She was in I got bag. a bottle yes. with her and Missy. It oh, I used to play great, that in the club. Great album. So shout out to Trina for just being Mom, consistent. Money, mini, mini, okay, <laughs> I got a bottle. Hey, I got a cup. I got ice. So what's up? Walk in that club with suicide dog. <laughs> Oh, money, me, me, Feel like money because I collect dope. Oh, money, me, me, Oh, Belvy, Tron, and Henny. Damn, I used to know that whole part when she was yeah. starting. Like, so fucked, so fucked. Gone, gone, forgot, forgot what part to lost my iPhone. iPhone. Still looking good and pretty bad, bitch, in every city. <laughs> I got plenty. And then like, Anton's favorite part was, you a seven-digit figure when you holla at it, bro. With a seven-digit figure, you should come by the bar. Hey. I'm talking about bottles. Goodbye, I'll leave vodka. I'm hot, wet, and hot like lava. Like, the shit. Sorry. I love y'all. And then when I say y'all just tapped in, how could we not? (laughs) Even the way that song, you see the outfit, bitch, (laughs) killing you (laughs) hoes. That that lyric alone, these words, it just read music for never left me for real. (laughs) Like eleven years deep. But anyway, so shout out to that. And then you mentioned now that we were talking about rap visuals and great songs. Yes, um, I told y'all last week that Homebody by Lil Durk has been my favorite ever since I left the Motivation (laughs) Tour. I watched the video. Alexa Sky is uh she's in she stars in the video looking watching her on Love um, and Hip Hop and watching her do her thing in the video are two so yeah. like completely different experiences and I love her. So I'm about to start being like a, I'm just telling you now so that y'all don't hey! be surprised. <laughs> I'm finna start being like an Alexa Sky like stand. Cause she is really? bad. She is bad and when I tell you she wore that video out it just made me like she literally she did such a it was a performance she gave a beautiful performance in that video okay I need to see this I'm sold y'all and I always I would like to see you know (laughs) so just that video and then Trina's album that's all and actually there's more go ahead please 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 I was in Detroit this weekend and I heard a lot of the Detroit music so just shout out to Sada Baby Um, oh my god love him just great songs um Look up. This song is in on iTunes baby. or um, oh, any other baby. platforms. But you can look up um, Let Me Bang by Sada Baby. And the reason that song is great is because it references a popular, popular party song from Detroit that people played 20 years ago um, called Let Me Bang. And if you know anything about those club songs, you know about Let Me Bang. So the fact that they sampled that is just 360 degrees of relevance to Detroit. So he got a that's song. all I have for the Music Man segment. Listen, you need to uh, listen to uh, uh, Pimp Name Drip That. Come on, man. For, and then <laughs> Hey, come no, on, no. man. Let me, let me just, I'm not even going to start. <laughs> but yes, um, that's it. So just want to run it back really fast. It was so funny that she brought up Dawn because it was seven was years. From the nine, from the nine, from the nine. It was seven years ago. She dropped Armor On, which changed my life. Seven, wow. <laughs> like, Armor On was one of them projects that like. That intro. I, they said we wouldn't make it. We need Armor. Oh, yeah. we put And put your arm on. 
Like the way she sings, you know, I'm like, I gotta play that part because for real, like the way that it started, you knew it was gonna be like an experience. Like Dawn just really, really like got me then, and that's why I'd always been like when people are like, "What is it that you like about her so much?" Everything. It was just people ask that. Yeah, oh well, yeah, and I don't answer. I'm just like, right? eh, like it's kind of so like bomb. not really. Like, a what have you to, missed? You know what, what I mean? Is there not to like? This is what I'm saying. But uh, and she's one of those people I've actually just bought. Like I always just buy her music before I even know what it sounds like. Because some people are just like, oh, I subscribe so I could just stream it. But uh, I had to go on ahead and download this. So yeah, Armoron was the project she dropped in. It was seven years ago. Again, there is the intro, which is the call to hearts. Um, there's ten tracks on it, and there's the intro, and then there's the outro. So between that, there's like this whole like love story battle, and it almost like speaks to a lot of the things that we talk about sometimes. That's why when you you're talking about like um, going through like a breakup in a friendship or whatever, I always think to myself in certain aspects to put my armor on, mm-hmm. and it's like the hearts, you know, the battle of the hearts. So let me play this for y'all. Don Rashad. Zone. How y'all feeling and tonight? Smoke pot in the corner. <laughs> you know, with uh. pillows on the floor. armor you need armor so i just had to so great do i tell you that that's the whole thing is a moment the whole project is a moment i will play it from start to finish and be like damn we at the outro already like what do you mean like it's over i'll never forget when armor on dropped that's back when i used to intern at this label when i'd met her and she was like yeah i'm about to drop this project blah 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 and i listened to it and then saw perform like shortly after so many cool things were like lining up at that time so like when we talk about certain feelings like i remember her being part of that feeling for me and a lot of her music and her art and so a lot of it resonates with me like with each project so <sighs> just had to have that moment with the dawn love Richard. you dawn. love you so love much you, we um, even know how to say your last name right that's right <laughs> <laughs> she performed last week and I missed her baby's all right, but this baby is going to be all right and I will see you next time. So, yeah, I had to shout that out. Seven years for that. And I'm just going to wrap that up with the Music Man segment, honestly, and on a high note and on some great positive vibes. 
And now we're just going to go on ahead and move right on over to TV land. Dustin Ross, please take it away. You know, it's so, um, I tell you, I just, the fact that you're moving on from here, moving on to here, rather, <laughs> from the music segment, and you said that you wanted to end on a high, and now we're moving over to TV land, and I'm about to bring up a low. Oh, and in fact, the damn. high and low that I'm bringing up was represented in the storyline on the very show that I'm talking about, which is The Real Housewives of Atlanta. So that was just a seamless transition. It was. Because uh, whether you're high or low. You right. Got to dip on and you remember the how Tanya wrong. caught them highs and lows in swag boutique with the glasses. <laughs> so that's what uh that's got what this is about. It. Bottom damn line, the Real Housewives of Atlanta season finale was aired episode twenty. Um and in this episode we got to see footage from Portia and Dennis McKinley's uh gender reveal. They found out they were having a baby girl, which now yes. we know that she's giving birth to. She actually PJ. had a little girl. She was said she kept referring to the baby as PJ while it was in utero. Um and now that she's giving birth, it actually is a PJ. She named her Aww. baby Pilar Jene. So oh. yeah. Pilar is a beautiful. I think it's gorgeous. Gorgeous. I've always yes. loved that name. I love it. Um, and so shout Pilar. out to Portia. Their gender reveal party was hilarious because nothing went as planned because of the shitty shoddy event production company that they used. But um, you know, and you know what's fucked up? I I hate that that happened to her. But when they were there, I was looking at them like, how are these niggas gonna bring this together? And I felt bad for thinking that watching it back that that happened. They were to moving her. so slow because he I've was like making seen... it seem like they had it together and they did not. I've just never seen anybody that is putting on an event, producing an event, moving, literally physically moving that slowly, especially in a moment of crisis like that when the client is literally in tears, mm-hmm. okay, crying because everything's messed up. And they're like, we, uh, we going, we, we fixing it. We going, I know, I know. He's That's like, how they were responding. Like, Where's the tent? And he's like, it, in my mind, he's taking a breath. So he's like, Tis back, uh, it's, they, they, put it back they couldn't get it up. I'm like, what? Go get it. Like, you're supposed to be, oh, I gotta go get it. And, like, go get he it. He just standing like, there. They couldn't put mm-hmm. it up. That was his response in their circus tent, which was so um, integral to the theme, right? Hello. So, <laughs> and they the know, event planner. And they looking like, oh, there ain't nothing I can do about so it. So, they oh, couldn't get that up. Um, but they ended up I announcing care. that they were having a little girl. So, all of that went well. Um, but the meat and potatoes of this episode was the breakdown of the fallout between Nene and Ka- Nene and Cynthia's friendship and as an offshoot of that, Nene and Candy's friendship and Nene and really the rest of the cast's friendship. Bottom line, last week, Nene went on to uh, her personal YouTube channel um, and created two very, very mediocre. a YouTube channel? Exactly. Created two very (laughs) mediocre videos that are so reminiscent of, I guess they're appropriate because it's the early stages of her YouTube channel. So it makes sense for her to be taking videos on her cell phone and trying to get the camera straight for two minutes of the the first two minutes of the video, (laughs) leaning it, turning the camera around, the orientation all fucked up. She's (laughs) leaning it on the dashboard of the car. You can only see her nostrils and up, Um, you know, and she's still just going off shit like that. Very, very just I've never seen anybody try to insult someone else and also establish themselves at a level or position of esteem and also dominate over their castmates while doing something so just elementary in presentation. But that's very telling of everything that is Nene this season. Everything is is an expectation of others to accommodate and or kiss her ass. Um, it's completely unwarranted. And they're, they are much like the rock ballad of the 80s. And they're not going to take it. No, they ain't going to take it. <laughs> they're not going to take it anymore. anymore. The yeah. cast has 
had it with Nene Leaks. Shout out to Candy Burris for having yes. a new show called Speak On It on her YouTube channel, yes. which is produced at a level that you would imagine a person who's been on television for 10 consistent seasons of reality TV would be able to produce content. That's the level Candy's producing at, and her videos are so easy to watch and follow. There's graphics added that are not that. stock from... Um, final cut like the ones on Nini's um, and you know it's just a different experience so she had a, a YouTube show after this week's finale where she allowed Cynthia Bailey to come on and explain her side um, I'm not going to go into details because the reunion starts next week and we'll have a much deeper mm -hmm. dive as those three weeks pan out but what I will say is that it was so refreshing to see Cynthia be able to tell her side from start to finish uninterrupted Nini's uh oxen built ass was not able to interrupt her because Whoa. she wasn't present so this is someone who called Kenya Moore eight months pregnant she was like oh she's gonna have monsters here she gonna have a buffalo that's what she was saying that's the types of things she was saying mind you Kenya was ignoring her at Cynthia's event Nene just is it, self-destruction mm -hmm. live for us to watch yeah. um and I say, I'm going to say this and then I'm just going to wrap this up because we're going to get into this much deeper over the next three weeks. But as someone who's been watching The Real Housewives of Atlanta from episode one, season one, to see Nene at this stage, see all the contradictions, you're mad at Cynthia for not asking you if it was okay for Kenya to come to her Seagram's party and you're accusing her and Candy of concocting a plan and a plot. You even have your husband, Greg Leakes, who we all know has been suffering with a very serious disease. You even have him posting... Instagram uh, pictures and captioning them saying that a plot's going to be revealed and betrayal at its finest and all these things. And if there's ever been anyone who needed to sit their ass down at this here current time, it is Greg Leakes. But the fact that Nene is allowing him to involve himself in this stupid, petty, elementary mess is just quite telling of who's at fault here and who's not. So I suggest everyone watch, um, soak up the details, and get prepared for next week when the reunion starts, mm -hmm. where we'll literally be able to break this down over the next three weeks and discuss in depth everything that the ladies on the show have to say. I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait to talk to you guys about it. Mm -hmm. That's all I have to say for the TV land segment this week. Can I just tell you one thing? Mm -hmm. Just this part made me laugh. Oh, it wasn't even on the show. Never mind. I just meant to say Shamari, there was a moment where I laughed with her. Really? Yes. I've been laughing at. Austin. I know. I know, right? So episode 20, you laughed with. Well, that's what I was going to say. I remembered it wasn't on the show. It was on when she was on Watch What Happens Live. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it wasn't funny because it was petty. It was just funny because of her cadence at the time. Mm -hmm. um, when they were talking about Eva's wedding mm -hmm. and Andy asked if it was worth $1,000 and Candy was like, well, you know, and then Shamara was like, no, you know that wasn't worth no thousand dollars, but now you know. And like when she did it, it actually made me laugh with her. I was like, oh, that was actually funny. So like that's all she got. Well, yeah, because she wasn't drunk in that moment. It wasn't She's like who, what? Is she, Who's favorite? I'm glad Mike came by your no. phone when you asked that. Friend. I don't even I'm know so why she's there. I don't even know why she's there. <laughs> Let's see, she's see my the least shoulders favorite. bouncing. <laughs> right. My least favorite. That's what she is. And I can't wait for her to be a memory. Memory. Yeah. I can't wait. Because yeah, I've just honestly. I feel like she's just filled a space. Going over there with all them other girls. Yeah, that's I, gone. I, I'm I'm good on her and Yovana from Clark CAU. <laughs> Both of them can go back. Yes. Um Tanya can step. But again, we're getting into all that yeah, casting yeah, stuff yeah. over the next yeah. two week, three weeks. Copy. So yeah. that's it. Um I loved it. Mary to Madison. Mary to Madison. Married to Maleficent. Married, which is what it should be well, called based on some of the I, witches that's on the goddamn show. But Married go. to Medicine LA, you guys, catch up. 
We're on episode four. I want everybody that listens to the TV Land segment to watch the first four episodes of Married to Medicine LA so we can start having a bigger conversation about it. It's really, really good. And you get a soft introduction to the new cast from the Atlanta cast, which I thought really made it easier to transition to these new ladies. So watch the first four episodes. I'm talking to y'all both as well. And then we can talk about it uh, over the next couple of weeks as The Real Housewives of Atlanta comes to a close. So... I That's my TV land segment. I know this is your segment, and but you never gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but did you watch when you're done? Because I'm a, a on Netflix. There's a series, Love, Death, and Robots. Mm. It's it's like the animated version, it's a cartoon, right? Yeah. So it's a bunch it of has Poussey from Orange Is the New Black. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I must not have got the episode yet, but it's a bo- it's a bunch of the, uh, the banner. You know, oh yeah, yeah, you that is her. The big ass banner that comes is on. her. Yeah, she probably one of the later episodes, but uh, it's a series of cartoons and uh, or animation rather, and they're like adult themes. A lot of it's futuristic shit. Um, it's good. It's really good, but it's some of it. It, it could be really gory. Like oh, no. there are parts of it that are like really bloody, but there are parts of it that are like really cool. Like when they talk about like space. Um, like there's a really funny episode where it's just these three um, like robots like way in the future and they're like looking at Earth like years after we all dead and shit. Like that Escape Three video, <laughs> not like that. But remember similar. when I was making? I like know what you're talking about, but not like that. But uh, it was funny to hear the robots like go through Earth and like look at certain shit. Like they uh, found a basketball and they were like, "Oh, what did the humans do with this?" And oh. and that one was a good one. But uh, but for the bulk, the majority, it'd be a lot of like gory shit. So there was like a good. There's a good clean one for you. What episode is that one? That one is called Three Robots. I don't remember which one it is. I want to say it's too gory, and a lot of it is. So like the mm-hmm. first episode was some gory shit, like the second or third. But then there was like that the Three Robots was good. That was like the third or fourth one. There was another one that wasn't so good, but it was uh, it wasn't as bad. It was called uh, the yeah, when yogurt takes over, and it was talking about you know if yogurt were to take over. Oh, and the the oh, robots one was good too because of the way it ended. It was like really cheeky and funny. But um, yeah. Really, I guess read the reviews before you watch any of them because it's a lot of like gory, crazy. I've been shit. meaning to watch it, so I'm actually glad you brought it up because it brought it back to the top of my mind. But speaking of gory, did y'all see us yet? Yes, not yet, but I'm going. Okay. Every time I've been willing to go see it, it's been nighttime, and you know I, I can't watch the thriller video, <laughs> I so that. I know I need daylight on my side. Why? Why are we the same person? I, the same. I saw it with Crystal, and she goes. What time you want to see it? I was like, can we go to the 1 p.m. show? <laughs> For real. We went in the middle of the day, too. She was like, are you serious? I was like, yes, please. Flat I know out. she did not ask you if you serious. The way she was in that, never mind. Go on. Sorry. Because she was just as scared. Yeah, but... she, oh, so she was still scared again the second time yeah. around? Yeah. Yeah, because she stopped watching <laughs> for some part. She was like, I can't. But I, I did appreciate because she warned me a little bit. She was like, come here. So I'm like, well, well, for what she could. Because <laughs> I was being black. I was talking. Mind you, we went to a nice theater and I was being a nigga. I was like, Oh, we saw it. Oh, yeah, because y'all went to the iPad. We saw it um, at Magic, Magic Johnson. Johnson. Yes, the niggas oh, was talking. Yeah. See, I they was that. so damn funny. Like, that. they made the movie funny. The jokes at the black theater are part of the, the ticket best. price. Yeah. Everybody was like, oh, hell no. Like, at the scary <laughs> Can we have like and a. And can I just say that I figured out the twist early. <laughs> Did you? I looked at Crystal and I said, Boom, boom, boom. I'm just not saying it because mm-hmm. I don't know who has right, seen right. it. I was like, boom, boom, boom. And she was like, 
good job, yep. Fresh. Like, how the fuck did you figure that out? Because, like, you know, if you're watching the beginning, you can kind of go in there and piece together, like, there's some shit going on. I felt it. And I, <laughs> I felt it. I want to anyway. see it. I just feel like my nerves going to be bad. No, if I got through it, you definitely Did will. you see Get Out? Yeah. You, it's and, similar. How did you feel about that was, Get Out? That wasn't scary at all to me. So this one... <laughs> this one is just how... I, I would say the... Uh, maybe three or four of the death scenes yeah. are just like, okay, they went a little like ham. <laughs> but you remember he did that and get out when the but thing was downstairs. You can cover your eyes, you know, because it, it's all the scenes are gradual. Like, you know, it's about to be yeah, a fight mm-hmm. scene. So you can kind of like cover your eyes, yeah. which I appreciated. Nothing. It wasn't those jump shots. You know how horrors usually have the jump things uh-huh. where it's like something comes up on the screen and you're like, ah! No, you watch it. Yeah, no, when you see Sherry Shepard screaming at the top <laughs> of her lungs. <laughs> God. It just really Leave fucks you up. Leave it to Dustin. <laughs> but okay. yes, I just wanted yeah. to see if y'all saw it because we definitely got to talk about it. But we'll save that for when Dustin sees it. <laughs> Shout out to the daughter. <laughs> Somebody used to say it just like this. Shout out to the daughter. I'm going to go see so it. So the daughter in the movie. <laughs> and I got to say it just like this. Shout out to the daughter. She did her thing. <laughs> you so yes, that was really fun. A lot of cool things that we were watching. Now we can move on to This Is A Story. <laughs> Let's get it on, y'all. Uh, it's time for episode 12 of This is a Story. Three hours and one secret later, Ron and Katie's brown legs were intertwined and shining under the moonlight that peeked through Katie's bedroom blinds. As she stroked the side of Ron's chiseled face, Katie could not believe that they were laying in her bed. Not a single light was on inside her home but her window blinds were open just enough to light the way. She and Ron had followed that very moonlight from the parking lot to the car, to her driveway, to her bedroom, and here they lay, legs and hearts wrapped around each other. As soon as she told Ron what she Mm. knew, he panicked, full-on shouting, sweating, all that. Katie was initially confused by this, being that they were literally embracing when she'd whispered to him that she knew his secret. All she could do was think to squeeze her thighs as she straddled him and continue to whisper that she was only telling him because she was going to help him. This is me. I promise I won't let them get you. I'll never leave your side, she whispered directly into Ron's ear. As she said the words, she could literally feel Ron's need to trust her, to trust anyone at that point. Something inside of her felt that he needed to feel love and comfort at that very time. She'd known it as soon as she, as soon as he walked into the restaurant. But the way that he pulled her back and stared her in the eyes after she'd said that she wouldn't leave his side, that's what let her know that he was a man in need of support at that very moment. Instinctually, Katie knew that Ron needed to feel safe, and after he told her about the day he had, she now knew why. The one thing that Katie kept to herself was that Tony was her brother. She felt that Ron didn't need that information right now. She didn't want to burden him with the responsibility of processing that fact, considering everything that he'd been through that day. She'd tell him, just not right now. As they'd driven to her home, decisions were made and understood without a single word being uttered. A portal to a whole new world of closeness was open in both of their hearts. Timing was on their side tonight. Ron was ready to be loved and understood, and he would stay all night since Katie felt the need. You see, tonight she had decided to take care of Ron. 
Her heart broke for him when she saw him, but now she was determined to rebuild him. As soon as their clothing hit the floor and they hit Katie's satin sheets, the nonverbal communication was loud and clear. They kissed with passion and they moved with purpose. Intention was present in their lovemaking and they reassured each other's hearts, minds, egos, and libidos that night. <laughs> Katie liked it loud, so music had been the backdrop to their melodic movements, jazz, rap, R&B, and even more rap. For this round, their fourth round, they chose a Nipsey Hussle's Victory Lap album. And as Stacey Barth's vocals rose to a crescendo, so did the screams of climax from both Katie and Ron. They were so loud, in fact, that they didn't hear the vehicle pulling up into Katie's driveway. They didn't hear her heels clicking up the pavement. But they did hear the doorbell when it started to ring. Katie jumped. But Ron didn't. He had a feeling she would find him once she saw the note. Tune in next week for the next episode of This is a Story. It's been so much fun okay. having you all with me at this time. <laughs> we want all y'all to have a good night. Don't get nothing on you. And don't let the bed bugs bite. <laughs> As always, thank you so much for listening. We love you so much. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hustle. Rest thank you for peace, your work for the peace. community. Yes. You'll never be forgotten. Stay black and protect your magic. And you got some of the best, best braids I've ever seen in my life. Shout out to Nipsey Hustle's braids on some real shit. Bye.